three, two, one. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. I got the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right, all right, all right. Finally, folks, welcome in. It's the Monday, July 25th edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 AM, 961 FM. You know it better as the Big X. We have a flustered Trevor Kelsey behind the scenes. We have a... You have a case of the Mondays. A case of the Mondays here on the the Big X. Trevor, explain to the people exactly, because you know better than I do. I, I pull up to the station. <laughs> not, so much, not so much better that I couldn't take us an hour to get on, but I mean... <laughs> I pull up to the station. I'm like, here we go. I'm like, what's up? And you're like, don't get too comfortable. That was because I was just starting to reverse out when I saw you coming behind me. So the transmitter at the station in Jeffersonville, which runs the signal, was off. It was basically it, what I want to know is who do I blame for this, and and why are we on the air an hour late? I don't know who to officially. I'm I'm gonna blame Jenna for calling in at two fifteen. Okay. So I'm I'm just, I'm just gonna throw that blame to her. Jenna's not here today. Out of nowhere. So she did tell you that she wasn't coming. This, this yeah. isn't a Jacob situation. No, 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 no. Like at two fifteen, she texts me. She's like, "I'm so." She's like, "I'm sorry. I got to miss. I got to meet my advisor." And I replied with, "Well, he's going to advise you. Never miss time to hang out with Mike and Trevor." Seems awfully convenient. She, uh, she, she makes this happen right when we're not on the yeah, air. Yeah, I think transmitter problem. Yeah, and I was like so happy with my comeback. I was like, "That's snappy, Trevor. You nailed it." And uh, so I I get here. I, I didn't have the radio on as I was driving in, like right away. Because I was doing something else, and as I like started to pull in, I turned the radio on just to kind of catch the end of the the you know talk show to see where they're at. Sure. And I'm getting like static. I'm like, oh, that's not good. So I flip over the AM. I'm getting silent. I'm like, that's even worse. And so I go, I like log in, and I'm showing like I'm getting everything's like up, like visually working, and I'm like, okay, this this this, this sucks. So I, I I call my engineer. You're kind of out of breath right now. You're still you're, have you not? I mean, you're it, still flustered. I mean, in, four, in less than an hour, I, I drove to Southern Indiana, <laughs> ran to the inside. The it's, AC's not working. It, at the it's OG like studios. ninety degrees in there. I'm just like Patrick Ewing in the fourth quarter, running around that studio, <laughs> and like, and then I run outside. I didn't. Even, I just took my shirt off on the way here, just like blast the AC on me because <laughs> I was sweating so much. And like, I just and I drove here and ran up in here. I mean, that's. I am. I have officially met my exercise quota for like the next six months. You're good. I'm good. Now you can eat whatever you want tonight. Like, <laughs> like now, like if this is what it takes to ball vault, screw that. I'm out. 
Burger Week Part Two. Yeah, I mean, hey, I finished Burger Week all through the weekend too. By the way, oh, you did? Mm-hmm. Did Saturday and Sunday? I knew you kept it going on Saturday. I was proud of you. And I, went, I thought even asked more outside the box on Sunday. But we'll get to that in a second. Okay. So yeah, I get up there and I'm like, I so I, I call my engineer. He's not. He didn't answer. He calls me back and says, you know, it, your transmitter's probably out. Which this was like in the in the old days, it would be like, hey Douglas, can you run it and never turn it back on? Right. But unfortunately, we are not in the old days anymore. So I'm like, oh, I have nobody there. Uh, my, my safety net has been removed. I am on the trap trampoline with you know no net beneath me. We need an employee to move into that. Place. We need somebody to move into that. Exactly. Can we get Jenna to move into the old <laughs> the OG studio? Honestly, I don't know. I mean, it's just really one step up from probably what Scoots is living in now. Anyway, let's get Scoots in there. I mean, does he want a match on the poor boy? You can throw in box springs and a you know a frame for it. So I get up there and the transmitter is semi working. It turns out it's actually not a transmitter transmitter issue. It's something with a tower. Uh, so I'm on the phone with Calvin. He's like, I'm out of city. I'm not in the city right now. I'm so out of somewhere else. He's like, Well, he he goes, Let me see if I can get you on the FM at least. And I was like, Okay. And so he calls me right back. He's like, I got you on the FM. I just can't get you on the AM until like later tonight. Later on tonight when I get back to town. I'm like, well, F- FM's fine. FM's super. That works. I, Hey, if it, ha, ha, winning is half the battle, right? So I jumped in the car, amazingly bobbed and weaved my way, hoping the cops are listening at like 85 miles an hour on the uh, expressway down here. And here we are. Back so to, we're not on AM right now. We're not on AM. If you're listening to AM and it's still like cursing us out, we should be on streaming. Uh, we should be. I know we're on FM because I was listening as I was driving in. So we got the stream, we got the FM. We don't have the AM. I assume the stream, yeah, because the FM works off the stream, so I'm assuming the stream is working. You know, you hit two out of three in basketball or baseball, you're a Hall of Famer. I mean, Amen. Yeah, we're feeling good. I mean, of course you're going to the Hall of Fame. We're doing great. <laughs> so all the I mean, cr- anybody who listen to AM anyway, all the criticism on the text line. Hey, Troy and I were just talking while you were gone <laughs> about how the AM signal has been for whatever reason, like. A lot better recent weeks. Oh wow! Here I'm talking trash about it now. Troy was saying he thinks the AM was better than the FM the other day. <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I guess, I mean, I get our AM even at my house and around Louisville, which is more I can say for other AM sports stations. And easy. <laughs> uh, is that is that, what, is that a Trevor takedown? No. Radio did okay. No, no. that's only for UK stuff. Oh, bad. Okay. Well, they have UK shows on there, uh, but. So, <laughs> pull back the reins. But, yeah, I mean, the FM, I mean, I usually, more often than not, I have the FM on in my car, though. That's what I'm usually listening to. And when I got static, I was like, oh, crap. It's not good. I'm just glad and we're you're, here. And you're lucky. And, you're, and I even thought I was like, just like, make sure you go up to the studio. And I was like, the AC's out in the other studio. And right now, I mean, like. I, I would have been, if we had driven over there, both of us. And still not gotten it completely fixed, and then had to do the show in 91 degree heat. Because you said the night, it was like not a, this is not hyperbole. It was legit 90 degrees inside there. It was, I know, I know Jim called me last night. He did the bats game or yesterday afternoon and said, he's like, DC. Welcome to the team, Jim. Yeah. He's like, the AC <laughs> unit has like 92 degrees listed on it. Oh my God. And that's like not including probably the heat coming off the equipment. Call air, sir. Now, we have we have put a as, as, as we have put a bandaid on the situation a little bit until we can get the AC unit fixed. There's a portable AC in there, like uh, I guess Dugan installed that this morning. Okay, so it's it, it's not it's probably less than ninety in there now officially. Still pretty stuffy though. Basically everything's going great. <laughs> Other than all that, I mean, you know what we're doing. It's forty days until kickoff. 
We're just we're working out all the kinks right now. Yeah, that's, working that's, out all. That's what the, spring practice is for, right? This is exactly right. This is very much spring training. This is very much NFL preseason. This is very much fall camp. We're just once September first hits, once that calendar flips, and we're into the sports season, we will be a well-oiled machine. You will have zero dead air. You will have like Trevor's going to stop interrupting me. It's going to be incredible. I'm not going to talk over Trevor. Jenna's going to, I don't know, no. let us know that she's you know, not showing up before 45 minutes. Recite Master P versus. It's know who Master P is, not just somebody that her yeah. dad used to talk to her about. Um, we're going to be. It, it, Grandpa used to like him. <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. AM station's going to work. FM station's going to work. Stream's going to work. Podcast will be up and won't be a show from a, a month before. It, it's going to be fantastic. We're going to be great. You're going to eat sugar. I'm going to eat milk. God, I want to be eating sugar again. We're going to wa- we're going to watch movies together and hang out. Can't wait. This, this, we're going to be living the dream. If you thought it was great now, just wait, folks. If I mean, I thought I was living the dream as is. You have been living the dream. I mean, it was I mean, I had a, I had a nice little weekend. How about yourself? It had a good weekend. We uh went straight to uh, from the show. Remember with my brother Oliver's Friday, yep. 50th birthday on Oliver. 50. Had a great time over there. It was nice. They have a new puppy. And that Aww, was puppy. all Virginia and John needed. Virginia played with Cooper the puppy the entire time. That kept her happy. I want to play with kind of puppy. Golden Retriever. Aww, They've, golden they have had a bunch of Golden Retrievers. And she at one point got in the crate with, with Cooper. And was like that was like her happiest, the happiest she's been in forever. She was thrilled. The happiest I'd have been in forever, too. Uh, she loved it. I mean. It was great. Uh, had a little pool time on Saturday, which was nice. Went to, um, so my sister-in-law lives at a uh, condo complex. We went, we kind of, we mooched off her in her pool. Went there with her and, and my niece, Audrey. And we show up, and like I'm just getting like the kids ready to get in the pool. I'm getting ready to lather myself in sunscreen because my gorgeous porcelain alabaster skin sometimes gets a little burnt if it, if the sun touches it. And a guy walks over and goes, "Hey, Mike, I just guess I'm such a big fan of your dad." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when somebody walks up and like, I, I feel like that that that's they're sent they're talking normal speed, but to you it's going in slow motion. Oh, it's great. Like, what are they going to say? I'm such a big fan. Like, are they going to say the show, website, Trevor, me, dad, mom? I mean, what, what are they going to say? Of Virginia? your dad. Yeah. I mean. And I was like, he's like, talking about Glenville. It, the same thing happened one time we were playing golf at, um, I can't remember where it was, but like this guy like came from like a, cold, a whole tee box <laughs> over to like our tee box. And my friends are like giving me crap. They're like, oh, here we go. Like, is it going to be a website? Is it going to be a radio show? Is it going to be Twitter? And this guy goes, hey, Mike, like, I just got to say, like, I love your mom. <laughs> he was like, he's like, my kids, like, we had her for Lamaze class. My kids went to her preschool. And I'm like, and it was just like, it was, I was like, that was perfect. That was I, mean, I love your mom too. Everybody loves my mom. She's yeah. the most popular person in Louisville. Everybody's had a kid that somehow has either, they've either done the childbirth classes with her or they did a preschool with her or, you know, they were tutored by her back in the day. She just, she, she's awesome. She's the best. Uh, it's her birthday in two days. We're going to have, this is the time of the year where all the Rutherford birthdays just are all in this like, like tiny, uh, span. It's like actually my nephew Ben's birthday today. What'd it's you, unbelievable. What did you get mom for birthday? Uh, I'm not gonna. Well, we, have, we haven't celebrated yet, so I'm not gonna say. You didn't get anything yet, have we you? We have gotten her something. You did? Are you just a group gift? No, uh, my wife and I. Oh, okay, yeah. that's the group stuff. Which means Mary. She picked it up. She picked it, you, you have no <laughs> idea what you bought, do you? I do actually. <laughs> okay. How many times have his Mary given given someone the gift from you all? And they open it, and it's a surprise to the person opening it as it is to you. Several times. I mean, <laughs> she's on top of it. What can I say? Hey, you're welcome. I've been knew you've been wanting that for a while. She kills it. Yeah, she's she she handles that stuff. I have a feeling when you brought me my birthday cookie, you didn't know what was in it. No, I did that myself. Okay. That, that, that was, was all. Me. That was oh wow. I, I feel t- special now. When the cookies came, when it's a cookie gift or a cookie situation, that's all me. Although she did do the cookie cake for uh, John's baptism, which by the way, the big news in the Rutherford house over the weekend. 
So Sunday we take Mary's had a, she had mean, a terrible work week. Hitting the pool wasn't the wasn't the, the highlight. No, of the no, 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 no. So like, Mary's got this like her biggest work week. She's behind. We've had all this stuff going on at the house, and so she, like I was like, I'll take the kids over to my parents' house. Like, we'll get out of your hair. You can just like work for a few hours. Hopefully, You're get such ready a for this presentation. Husband. Exactly. And we go over to my parents' house. They're taking control. And John, who's been close for a while now, officially crawling. Crawling all over the place. He is just – and it's one of those moments where you're like, yes, this is great. Like, this is so great. And then after 20 seconds, you're like, oh, no. Now we've got, like, all the little toys that Virginia has scattered all over the floor, all the outlets. we got to start – and he is like – like, Virginia was very much – she just wanted to walk. Like, she crawled for, like, a week and then just started like, walking. She was just ready to go at places. John is into everything. Like, he wants to crawl to this. He wants to crawl to that. He wants to. You can put the giant truck in front of him. He's going to go for, like, the tiny Barbie toy spoon that's in the corner. Like, he wants the the one thing that you can't, that he can't have is, the, is where he's going after that's right the one thing it's people a problem. Don't, they don't tell you as your parents. Like, the first step is so awesome. It's everyone after that that's miserable. Yeah, I, I mean. I mean, because then you, yeah, yeah. If he's, but anything like, if he's anything like his dad. Yeah, you. He trust me. He'll 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 give up this walking thing quickly. I don't know, man. He's gonna realize soon enough that it's better to be carried. He stares. At I his, miss the days I was carried. He stares at his cousin and his sister, and he's very much ready to be a walker. That that was the problem with Virginia was because everybody's always like, oh, when they start walking, like your life's over. Virginia was so obsessed with wanting to walk that she would just demand that like I would hold her hands and like walk her around when she was kind of they call it creeping, where like you pull up on stuff and like you like walk on tables and and all that stuff. Um, I've been accused of different creepy. I know. Now. I know you're gonna make a comment. But, <laughs> but she just wanted to walk on her own, and so like my, ba- I'm like walking her ass around the entire house. Like my back is just, our, our, this is like before I actually felt like I was 80 years old. I still felt like I was like 75, and when she started walking for good on her own, I'm like, this is great. Like I like I'd prefer this than to like be constantly hunched over because she would just sit down yeah. and like put her arms up and be like, all right, time to walk me around place. I got places to go. She had no interest in crawling at all. Did not want any part of it. But John's more independent, luckily. Well, I mean, Virginia was independent. She just wanted to walk. She, she didn't wanted, want to crawl. She, okay, yeah. But John's very, I think, he's he has not shown much interest in walking. I think he's going to be crawling everywhere. But that was, my parents were all excited to see it. They're like, it's so cool to be a part of this moment and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't have to take him home and then deal with him <laughs> Deal with it later on. Yeah, well, that's the part of being a grandparent, though. For all these weeks, that's yeah. The, that's, the, that's the beauty of it. You it want, is. It's like rent a kid. You know, you get to hang out with them for a little while, then you send them back and... You know, let, let the parents deal with all the bad stuff. I can't wait for grandparent life. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> well, I'm glad to know you got out enough for over the weekend for both of us. Yeah, how was the TK weekend? I uh, basically said it. Uh, I got home Friday, watched a double dip of clerks, one and two. Had a boy. Back to back. Um, Saturday, I watched back to back wrestling pay per views. I ordered a Ring of Honor. My boy uh, Claudio winning that winning the title over Jonathan Grisham. Shout to Claudio! Great, great tag team match in the main event. Awesome. Uh, first time, first match between the Briscoes and FTR was better, but the second one was good last night on Saturday. Then I watched the Japanese pay per view G One Climax. Nice. On uh, Sunday, uh, pretty much just stayed in. Still, I, I got caught up watching a marathon of the NFL uh, 2021 NFL yearbooks on each team. Who doesn't? Watched about five hours of that. Who hasn't that happened? Then I watched an evening. It was a Kevin Smith weekend. Then I watched an evening with Kevin Smith. Rewatched it. That's four hours long. So uh, between that, played some video games, uh, got some food, and then uh, passed out at some point. Don't remember. Now, you you also you concluded Burger Week. You, you took I did. it into the weekend. Well, Friday. You knew Friday was going to be Cattleman's, and then we had a little bit of controversy right when we got off air. Yeah, as soon as we go off there, I'm trying to time this perfectly doing the Bats game. I'm like, I'm going to order it now. That way it gets here. Bats start. I don't have to run out there to break, yada, yada, yada. You had it all planned. Uh, and then, but they're like, we're too busy. We can't take orders. <sighs> I'm like, you 
bastard. You can't be too busy for me. It's Burger Week. Don't you know who I am? It's Burger Week. For yeah, I'm, I'm like I'm like I'm like a you know Z level celebrity, local celebrity. Come on, man. CK Burger Week. Yeah, so uh, I, I keep trying to get in. Like I'm trying to get in queue to buy tickets or something. And finally, I get in and I get it. It's it's tasty. It's not a bad burger. I was a little disappointed because I couldn't ask for it plain, but I did notice everything was like the dry side. Like, you know, they put lettuce tomato on the side of it. And yeah. I was like, I can take that off. But I didn't know there was a pickle in there. And the pickle juice leaked into the bottom of the burger. Oh, uh, gotcha. So I had to throw the bottom of the burger, half the bottom of the burger Ooh, butt out. So are they down, were they above uh, the Denny burger or right below it? Oh, even with doing that, it was well above the Denny burger. So it, this was like the fourth, number four. This would have been right behind Outback, number two at the moment. Oh, this was number two. This was number two. Now, then Saturday, I went, I kind of was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a little, 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 little crazy with my burger thought. Okay. Didn't go IHOP. I went Roosters. Another classic local establishment. Very close to to, to argue to battling Cattlemen's for second place in that burger. And you you were Roosters makes you nervous because they're a little too fancy. They do too much. <laughs> a little too exotic. <laughs> they were able to move it plain. Oh, now you're th- you're, th- you're thinking of uh, Red Robin. Oh, Red Robin. That's, Ro- Ro- <laughs> that's, wrong bird. That's right. Come that's, on, Red yeah. Robin's the exotic. Red okay. Robin's the one that's got like sixty different burgers, but to me, it's one thing on the menu only. That's right. And it's all the same. That's right. Uh, no, Rooster's got the burger, got some wings on the side as well, because gotta love those wings. Of course. And uh, and then Sunday, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna finish off Sunday. Here we go. I went outside the box. You don't even know what this one is. I don't yet. know. I'm excited to hear it. I know. Sunday, I went outside the box. Went creative. Cheeseburger pizza from Domino's on thin crust. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> how else get close out Burger Week in Trevor fashion than go with cheeseburger pizza on a thin crust from Domino's? I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> I didn't, didn't think I you thought, did. I thought it was going to be like a legit, like, like, like you went, actually like, went somewhere local. You went to Game or Burger Boy or no like Muscle and Burger Bar and got like a I don't know. No, nope. I don't know why. What I was thinking. Nope. I don't nope. know why I was. Just, I was like, you know what? I'm kind of feeling like a pizza, but I got to keep Burger Week going alive. <laughs> it's Sunday, you know. I I got to do something to keep the streak alive. Oh my god! So I got the uh, the you know the two the, you know two mediums for like five ninety nine each and. I threw in a double pepperoni with extra cheese, and then it was like the other one. I got me a cheeseburger pizza. Out, but you like this? It has light onions on it. So I did. I did go with light onions on it. So that was, you know, I can't even. I can't keep a straight face. I mean, that's, that's, that's the perfect. Uh, honestly, the perfect. By the way, it's a head of burger. By the head of burger did still. Still head of burger. Denny's sucks. Den, Denny's is nothing. <laughs> Denny's is worth nothing to, unless you're like a conform, want to be anti-conformist drinking coffee at 3 a.m. Denny's is totally pointless. You're running the tiny mom and pops business known as Denny's out of business this week. Um, the perfect beer, uh, period, the perfect like, accentuation mark to Louisville Burger Week. A burger pizza from Domino's on Thin Crust. Well done. <laughs> I had a Thin Crust, too. Well, of course. Is there anything? Too. I mean, is that the Thin Crust Domino's is awesome. Gotta go. Yeah, I'm with you there. I mean, the only thing that sucks about it is you can eat a whole one without, like, just even blinking of an eye. Yeah. I mean, I used to. Or, in my case, one and a half. Good Lord. I don't even <laughs> I don't know where to go from here. Uh, Thornton's text line, by the way, 502-414-1450. We're taking your thoughts uh, all throughout the d- today's show, which will be unfortunately abbreviated. But we'll be on until 6 o'clock. There you go. We, we get us until 6. We may not have been on on time, but we will go off the air at the usual time, yep. 6 o'clock. Text no us there. Tonight. 
no bats tonight. They're they're off. The bats will be back the rest of the week. But after you text us, make sure you're enrolled in the Refreshing Rewards program over at Thornton's. If you didn't have a reason before, you got a reason now. It's the Summer Cash Bash going on uh, all summer long at Thornton's. Each week, one lucky Refreshing Rewards member is going to win $10,000. And at the end of the summer, they're giving away a grand prize of a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. All you have to do to enter... Open that Refreshing Rewards app, click on the Summer Cash Bash icon, and bang, you are entered. And if you're not a Refreshing Rewards member and you want to get involved, just text REWARDS, all one word, to 80313 today. That's the Thornton Summer Cash Bash all summer long at Thornton's. Uh, 502-414-1450. Texter does say, I-, I know you only give TK a small amount of wrestling talk. Yeah, we're, we're going to get there today. Today is something where we actually, like, there's a legitimate national story. Involving wrestling. You know what we're talking about. The Vince McMahon stuff. Oh, you mean the thing I tried to do when it broke on Friday during the show and you just like, shut up, Trevor. No wrestling talk. Yeah, but now it's different. Oh, now. now it's, it's a huge moment we broke while we were live on the air. Now it's a national And you were story. like, yeah. Well, I thought it already happened. <laughs> no. But now like Triple H taking over creative it's and like stuff. It's like pooped I, all over well, me like I'm this Gene Snyder or something. I don't think that's the way it went down. <laughs> but today, I want you to talk about it. Because okay. it I think it's an interesting story. All right. All right. Texas, the first 70 minutes so far intro today is riveting. <laughs> the first is probably it was dead air than a, a buttload of commercials. Because <laughs> I was like, I, did, I was torn between like, do I want to sit in on something like national just for like the... I didn't know. I didn't, there was no bet. There was no win-win situation on that one. Texas Mike, the next time Jen is on, you need to tell her the Viva La Mexico blanket on air so we can hear her reaction. <laughs> Probably need to show her that video. Yeah, she would have gone out there and done that with us. Texas says Trevor M. Night Shyamalan with the uh, cheeseburger pizza reveal. <laughs> it was a hard left turn. It's a twist. It was a, definitely a twist. It is a twist. Texas Domino's, LOL. God, this is so great. Yeah, it was great. Texas, Mike, you promising the radio show not having technical issues is like you promising a podcast every week. It's so true. <laughs> When's the last time you did a podcast? We did it a couple weeks ago. Because um, I think, I mean, I subscribed to you, so I think I would get updates on them, but maybe I don't. We did one a couple weeks ago, but it was the first time since Derby. That was, I mean, I, I want to blame the health stuff, but it's the health stuff. Like, I, I just don't have time. Like, I haven't been able to. It's, I mean, why don't you throw podcast Trevor into the bus on this when you can? I would. We, we actually did try to do it a couple of times before when I was feeling okay and had some time, and he was... His work has him traveling. He's traveling like every week now. He's, he sells pipe, um, which the jokes have been endless for that. It's been fun. I mean, I don't even know where to start when you said I that. Know. Like, he, I know. He sells pipe for a living, but he's been like <laughs> every week. He's like, I'm in West Virginia. I'm in California. I'm doing this. He was in Michigan this week uh, visiting friends. I'm like, what are you well, doing? Jigglo's life's a busy one. I know, man. Yeah, he's, he's, he's who he is. <laughs> I, I mean, he could. Uh, I mean, but you're doing a podcast both remotely anyway. Why does he have to be? I mean, can he just. The fact he's on the road, wouldn't that make him more, as a parent of like six, I think he has, doesn't he? Three. It's close enough. Which is basically, anything over two is basically six. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just you stop counting at that point anyway and, and start just counting the days of the end of the year, your life. But the, I mean, so being on the road would make it more, I think, more accessible to do a podcast, right? You'd think, but then like he's got, they have all these like nighttime stuff and then I'm usually like just, after the show, I'm just. I'm done for the day. Like I, Sell, I, selling pipes is more of a, an FM job. Huh? Exactly. It's more, yeah. more of a PM. Something, like something you do at the PM time. I'm trying to shuffle through yeah. all the text now. And I'm just saying, like, it's like <laughs> I can see that. Now it's like 73, where it's like stream's not working, feeds down. What's wrong with you guys? Like, <laughs> what's wrong with you guys? Like, it's our. I was on time today. I, I know. <laughs> Apparently, it came on briefly when you were over there, like 318, because TJ texted and he was like, "There you go, baby," and then he's like, two minutes later, and it's gone. That would be, yeah, that that was probably trying to figure out if we get the FM or AM on at the time. Yeah, that was me doing that. 
I was trying to test something, and I still wasn't getting any audio from the studio. That's what was throwing me off. Your show's punctuality shines like a beacon across the airwaves. You're not going to like this, but I'm starting to think of something in hindsight now. What? I think we probably would have been on FM, or on the stream from the beginning. So we could have just done the stream. I think it was just the FM and the AM that were out. But we didn't have anybody over there to flip the transmitter, turn the transmitter on. And you thought that was the issue. Yeah. So and it, high size 20. It turned out it wasn't the issue. It was on. It was just, we yeah, it's something to do with the, yeah. So we could have probably done a stream right away, but... Texas, I love how Trevor considers IHOP local when it's literally the international house of pancakes. <laughs> well, also, also, the texture was right about Burger Boy and I guess Burger Girl's spicy chicken sandwich. Best one I've ever had. That's That Burger Girl is very close to my house. I'm going to have to go try it next. Now, I it, love a spicy chicken sandwich. I, as do I. But he, here's the thing. Like, is this an actual spicy chicken or is this one of those like false advertisings like Popeye's, which was the absolute, which was, was worst thing I've ever eaten? Which, well, first of all, I don't like Popeye's to begin with. But second, everybody's like the spicy chicken sandwich is to die for. It's just two chicken strips. No, I thought it was just the, the regular chicken sandwich that people went nuts over. I, I heard the, the I, from like the get-go, I heard the spicy chicken sandwich wasn't that good. Yeah, it was. Well, what it is, it's not. All it is is it's some mayonnaise. It's a spicy mayonnaise add to it. And you know, as God is your witness, is not, I'm not eating that crap. I'm not eating spicy mayonnaise. I'm not eating regular mayonnaise. I'm not eating any kind of mayonnaise. You keep it simple. Yeah, I'm a I'm a simple man. Thank you. I mean, that's what the, they wrote the song about me, even though I wasn't born yet. So, I mean, I, you're the pickiest big boy I've ever met. Yeah, you have no you're idea. You're a large man, but you're very, very picky. Very picky. I want my spicy to be like Wendy's. I want the spice in the chicken. Like I want the I want a, a spicy chicken bread. Chick Fil A does that too. They do, and and so does, and that's why Wendy's though is still the best to me. So I will highly recommend, and I, I I'm very excited to try the Burger Boy slash Burger Girl spicy chicken sandwich. But as far as like chains go, Jagger spicy chicken very good. I'm throwing it out there. Not very good. Again, now is this the, in the breast? It's not in the breast. Okay. They put I get it with just cheese. I would get cheese on. Yeah, I get, I, I get cheese on my spicy chicken. Yeah, it's uh very very good. Jagger's just overall is pretty good. Now where where is this place located? There's one kind of over by me off of um, not Dutchman's off of um, maybe it is Dutchman's um, Breckenridge and over there by that um, um like Panera Bread. Okay, you're talking about that plaza where the exactly. the, the grave is it the the graveyard is in the parking it's lot on the other side of the road there, which I, I I'm blanking on the name. There of used it. to be a, like a auto place there and stuff. I exactly. Think. Yeah, there's a, used to be yeah. an eye eye doctor there and stuff. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That that the uh, the across the street where that Panera is, that other plaza where the graveyard is, I, that was I worked at that Books a Million there. Did you? Yeah. I've gone. That Virginia loves that Books a Million. I was the Books a Million. I started it that Joe Muggs, and then the manager. Where you worked? The manager did not get along with me. So Shocking. He, he managed that one and his boyfriend managed the one by Tinseltown. So he transferred me over there and the boyfriend loved me and then kept me on over there. And that's, I've heard that story before. Now that you yeah. say it, but that book's is great. We love it. Yeah. We're over there all the time. Uh, I'm I saw, amazed it's still there to be honest with you. <laughs> it's never. Is it still got Joe Muggs coffee shop in it? There's a coffee shop. I don't think it's a, it's not called Joe Muggs maybe anymore. I don't even think it has a name anymore. I could be wrong about that. <laughs> I will say this about that book's a million. I've gone there several times for like usually around like Christmas time to get gifts. Like if somebody wants a book, yeah. that's where I stop because you know they, they've got everything. Or if we just need a quick like little something for Virginia to do. She loves the books area for kids they have in the back. Mm-hmm. It's never heavily patronized, which makes me a little bit sad. I'm I'm not shocked. I mean, I, I st- again, I wasn't being like joking. Like I'm serious. It the, surprised it's still open. Like I know there's the Barnes and Noble by Summit. Uh, 
And then that one's always popping. And then I think there's in there a Barnes Noble. I think on Hurstburn Lane. There is. I did, by, and you'll love by this. Plainview area. Like those exactly. two, I know. Like, but the only books million, I knew that one. And there's amazingly one on uh, in Southern Indiana of all places. Still over on uh, off um, Lewis and Clark Parkway. I did not know that. The other two hosted Mike Rutherford book signings. The Southern Indiana one, I don't know what they were doing. Come on, guys. So you did the book signing at the Barnes and Nobles or the Books of Millions? The Barnes and Nobles. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Not, but not Books of Million. No, not Books of Million. They probably couldn't afford you. They're too good for me. I don't think they probably could afford they probably couldn't afford your uh your your appearance fee. I did not have one. <laughs> In fact, you paid them to show up. No, there. The publishers take care of all that. Like they they would just be like, here you go here. But it was like that year. You didn't get an appearance fee? No. I, I mean I I get a portion of the proceeds of every book sold, so I, we sold a bunch of books, so oh, that that's helped. Good. The I mean, second time we, we don't get it paid to even appear here, so <laughs> the, exactly. <laughs> the second time we did one, it was right around Christmas time, and it was like you know, it was like a good little Christmas gift, and they ran out of books. And that's a good thing, right? It I was mean, good, good but bad. And I was kind of yeah, but like Mary's like going to like she's like in my war. She's like this is ridiculous. Like you guys should, should have been prepared. So she goes to the other bookstore, the other uh, like the other Barnes and Noble. And they're like, we have some here. Like, we'll bring as many over as we can. But, like, we had to sign, like, IOUs to all these people, which was – it was, like, a cool feeling. Um, the only thing that made me feel bad was there was a guy next to me that was selling a very niche, like, Kentucky travel book. And I'm sure it was, like, a much better book than I wrote. But, like, oh, I don't you, you've got sure. UofL fans showing up for, for this thing. So it's, it's a sports thing. You're going to have a lot more people. And there was, like, not many people in his line. And, like, John Ramsey showed up to support me and was nice. And he's like – He's like, I'd feel terrible if I was this guy. Like, and said it way too loud that this guy heard. And I was like, John, <laughs> you already made, I already feel felt weird about this already. Now were, I that, just feel were you just signing the book, or did you have headshots? No, 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 no headshots. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I didn't do the Derby Fair I'm just thing. Picturing the, like Mary the running in with with like a stack of headshots, glossies with like me with my hand underneath my chin. Yeah, just posing. <laughs> yes. It's funny you mentioned like autograph lines. One of my favorite. I used to go to like the autograph shows when I was younger to get autograph to do that stuff to get the uh, to meet the athletes. Uh-huh. And, uh One of my favorites was like a, I can't remember what card show they were doing, and I got a um, three. I got a Harmon Killebrew and Vita Blue and someone else like on like a baseball like print, which cool. I don't even know where it's at anymore, unfortunately. But I just remember forget I was there for a. Um, it was like Mashburn and Damon Bailey and some other players, circa you know ninety three ish. And I'm in line for Damon Bailey, and it's, it's like maybe 20 people. And I'm looking at the line next to me, and it's like past me almost like as far as the eye can see. Uh, and I'm like Mashburn. baffled because no, Mashburn had been like earlier that day. Uh, I've got Mashburn's autograph. I'm not even a UK fan. I mean, I think I sold it to like a UK friend at school. Like, this God, is what I was so doing. Good, and uh, he was. And so I'm sitting there, and I just remember, I'll never forget looking at the guy next to me. I'm just like looking at this line, that line, I'm like, who did I miss on the, you know, the name list? Uh-huh. Like, who, whose line is these? I mean, as serious as anyone could be. Just, I mean, pure honesty in his voice. He goes, Jamal Martinez. <laughs> and I'm just like, looking at these lines. I'm like, listen, I know Damon Bailey like, underachieved, you know, slightly maybe. But, oh. but this guy's on the cover. I'm like, I'm holding his Sports Illustrated. He was on the cover. I was like an eighth grader to get signed. And, you know, there's people allowing me. I'm like. Seriously, and I just like I was like this kid. I mean, I'm 13 year old kid. I think I'm a smart ass now. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like, this guy. I'm like, no, seriously, who's in line? He's like, Jamel Martinez. He's like, Jamel, I'm here to see Jamel Martinez. And I was like, that's incredible. Like, offer him a job? I'm like, why? That's so good. You know, he's like, he's he just goes on this rant about how he shut down Shaq and how his mustache is pure cancer. And this guy just goes on and on about Jamel Martinez. I'm just like, 
Like, at the end of it, I almost wanted to get in the line. Like, he almost had me sold. I'm like, can I have cutsies? <laughs> but I never got Jamal Martinez's autograph. I did get Damon Bailey's. Jamal Martinez is one of those guys, like, I... Because <laughs> around that time, I guess, the... The, the year when they beat us in the Sweet 16, that was 92, correct? Indiana. You're talking about Indiana, Indiana yes. Indiana Calvert Chaney got in the fight with Dwayne Moore. Right, and, and Bailey hit the Dwayne shot right before Moore. the end of the the half yeah. that I think kind of ruined, knocked the sale, the wind out of our sails. I think I was eight years old. Like this, like around that time, like I remember Damon Bailey. I remember Jamal Mashburn. I have no recollection of Jamel Martinez. Like <laughs> when, when I got I older. You know the name, right? Yeah, okay, like, yeah. Like when I got older and realized like all these people were talking about him, I kind of was like, who? And then like I went back and looked. I'm like, I kind of remember. Like I don't remember at that time like even being aware of his existence. I mean, he's the guy you probably thought was an assistant coach I mean, as a kid. I mean, he looked like he was 42 going on like, I mean, 39 or not whatever. Not a great player. Not a great player. I mean, no, but he's he hustled. And unlike, you know, Pelfrey and Feldhouse, at least he didn't just walk away from Leitner and let him shoot a wide open shot. He's like the UK AJ Moye. Like, <laughs> cool way to die for that loose ball. <laughs> He's kind of like a taller, mustached version of BJ Flynn. I like, can see that. Like not the talent level's not all there, but the heart's there. You know, I mean, like I said, I mean, I'm when the guy was kidding and joking, he wasn't really joking. I mean, they beat LSU with Shaq with Jamel Martinez guarding Shaq. I mean, that was just kind of more of a I think a knock on Dale Brown and a nod to Rick Pitino more than anything, but they did. That's something. Um, we have actual sports to talk about besides the autograph lines and stuff like that. <laughs> and what we had for, for the weekend and food and watching. and <laughs> Exactly. We've got, uh, we, we've got news on the, I guess, somewhat news on the NCAA basketball IRP stuff with Kansas making a... Uh, interesting? Interesting. Certainly surprising. Certainly unexpected move over the weekend. We'll get into that. We have a DJ Wagner update of the day. Ooh, I gotta get that loaded. Gotta get, get that ready. loaded up. We've got. I do want to hear Trevor's thoughts on Vince McMahon and WWE because you know at some point, at one point in time, WWF slash WWE was a like a huge thing for a lot of people listening who maybe don't even follow wrestling now. Like I'm that person. Certainly, Attitude Era. I was all in a little mm-hmm. bit when I was a kid. I was all in the Hulk Hogan era, and now it's going through a, a monumental shift. I want to hear Trevor's thoughts about that. Uh, we've got a couple of other recruiting tidbits for both football and basketball, and then we want to hear from you on the Thornton Sykes line at 502-414-1450. So I'll tell you what, we've rambled here. We had a, a late start because of the, the delays. Now we're getting back on a semi-normal schedule here. We'll take our first break. We'll come back. We'll get into sports here around 4.30. Uh, it's the way we do it here on the Mike Rutherford Show. Keep it locked right here on 1450. I guess we're not, or maybe just 96.1 today. Is that right? Send somebody the AM and be like, what? <laughs> Lying bastard, send me the AM. Keep it locked right here on 96.1, the Big X. Get the funniest looks from everyone we meet. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys, and people say we monkey around. But we're too busy singing to put anybody down. In a pretty cabinet, let them she says, just like Marie Antoinette. Extraordinarily nice. She's a killer. Queen. <laughs> Dynamite with a laser beam. Guaranteed to blow your mind. Welcome back in, Mike Rutherford Show, Monday edition here on 961 The Big X. I thought you'd like this one. I had a feeling when this I was in on the short list for my favorite Queen song. It's up there. There's a theme today. Okay. 
I just shortened that to knock off a couple songs off the theme list because of the shortened show, but it's okay. Still made it work. And what were the ones that you had to cut? If you don't mind me asking, uh, can't give it away. Can't tell you that to the theme. Yeah, sure, that's fine. That works. I will tell you. Yeah. Actually, it was only right now. It's only one. I meant to cut another one though, but I did cut the uh, the uh, the original outro to segment one. Okay, I just saw this on Facebook. Former Cards, Norris Perry, running back, uh, who is, I think, synonymous with the Charlie Strong era here at Louisville, has yeah. announced his retirement from football. He had played uh, seven yeah. different seasons in the NFL. Was it the Bears, I think. Bears the, and Bills, I think he played at one exactly. time. He, I think, was also with the Dolphins for a brief okay. period of time. I, the Bears is where I remember him the most because he kind of carved a niche for himself in special yep. teams. He, I was thinking of him as was it was it the was it the Sugar Bowl? He had like nineteen carries for eighteen yards and like two touchdowns or something like that. I think that was Jeremy Wright. Jer- okay, you're okay. My bad. Okay, my bad. Sorry, sorry, Perry. Yes, yeah, so Norris played for the Bears yeah, first. The, the weirdest stat line I remember. I remember because I remember like putting it down at once because everybody's like, "Why are we running the ball?" I'm like, he also had the nineteen carries for like, you know. 18 minutes of wasted game time. Like, we were trying to kill the clock at that point. Yeah. Like we had to run it a little just, bit. Everything was like two yards to carry, but it's still, yeah. Uh, Perry played three years for the Bears to start. Then he played three seasons for the Dolphins. Then the Bills in 2019 and the Titans in 2020. Mm-hmm. I think he played in a semi-pro league last year and now is, is choosing to call it a career and move on to what's next. But, I mean, I with the Titans. for a guy who was, don't get me wrong, like, he was a very, very good player at Louisville, but not a – like, like when you watched him play at Louisville, you weren't like that's a guaranteed guy who's going to get run in the NFL, who's going to hang around the league. I mean, he w- did not get drafted, and for a guy to go from that position to playing seven full seasons in the NFL, it's not a bad, you know, not a bad career. At I all. mean, what that tells you, he was a guy that could was a not got good hands out of the back foot running back, uh, played not good special hustled in special teams, and was good at picking up blitzes at third down on third downs. Yeah, that's what he's used to. And I tell you what, he's he, that's the type of run like. You, that's the type of career like being a left-handed pitcher in Major League Baseball. Like, you, you don't have to be maybe even the best pitcher, but if you're a lefty, someone's going to probably find a spot for you on a, on a, in, a, in, a, in a Major League roster, and you're probably going to play for several years longer than some people would assume by your talent level. So props to Norris. Uh, definitely made it a good like career. Like I'm being mean to Norris by he's, like, saying like, he sucked. Well, he, he doesn't, but, I mean, he was... He also had ridiculous speed. Like, that was his big thing. Yeah. He was... Like Which not, helps in special teams. He wasn't the most gifted. Like he wasn't the best cutting running back we had. I think he struggled to find – his vision wasn't great. But when he got out in the open field, he was fast as hell. And that's why you can see a guy like that carving a niche for himself on special teams, which is what he did for most of his uh, his career in the NFL. But uh, props to him for, for lasting that long, making some good time money, and now hopefully best of luck to him with whatever's coming next. I, I wanted to get into this real quickly because I just saw it too on the uh, on Twitter, Ken Pomeroy linking it up. Now, we all love Ken Palm's rankings, ratings. They've become sort of the de facto go-to rankings for a lot of college basketball folks. He's do been doing this. I, I do. I mean, it's, it's a nice little tool to have at your disposal. Uh, they're always more accurate than the, I think, the top 25s that you get in the middle of the season just because they go off of predictive data. Now, can you confirm this? I heard a rumor that you did quote Ken Palm in your vows. Did not. Oh. Ken Palm did not come up. I could swear Only because I didn't write my own. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, never mind. so Ken Palm, he's been around since 1997. So these are, this is data only from that period of time. 1997 through the most recent season, 2022. He's got program ratings. And this is a great way to, I think, cause some summer debate because everybody loves trying to rate things that you can't come up with a very clear, very accurate ranking for, like who's the best program in college basketball. First of all, who do you think is the last? Who's the worst program in college basketball in the Ken Palm era? Number 357. In the era? In the era. Prairie View A&M. They are – no. 
They're down there. I'm trying to Didn't they them. lose like five years in a row without a game? They are 344. Out of how many? 357. That's close. I mean, that, that's close enough, right? Bellarmine, in case you're wondering, 202. <laughs> Only been in D1 for a couple years. I mean, they've done more in those two years than a lot of schools have probably done since 97. Won a conference tournament. I mean, yeah. Grow up NCAA. Um, oh, uh, uh, New Jersey Institute, NJIT. NJIT? No, NJIT's had some decent seasons. Have they? they? Okay. I mean, like, decent as far as, like, they, I think they <laughs> step had up a winning record started, one time. Yeah. <laughs> they are 334. I mean, I'm in the area. I'm, you're, I'm, you're, you're, you're doing well. I don't know if I can think of one past there at Prairie View. That was that was my go-to. Yeah, you probably can't get it. I thought that was my my winning one. That was my slider that was going to make him whiff. Arkansas Pine Bluff is the correct answer for no, the swag. Don't they have a tournament win? No, <laughs> they do not. I thought. Who am I thinking of? What, one of the Arkansas schools got a tournament win recently. Not Pine Bluff. You're, you're thinking of Arkansas Little Rock. That okay. was with Chris Beard. They beat Purdue. Chris Beard. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They beat Purdue. Yeah. Purdue. Yeah. Maryland Eastern Shore. Who I used to always play with in one of the college basketball video games back in the day. They are second at 356. Then Grambling State and Chicago State, one of the only teams in, a, I guess, the only team in America that is independent right now in college basketball. Chicago State, now they did go to a tournament not too long ago, I thought. They lost in the first they, four. No, they did not. You're, you're not thinking of Chicago Illinois, State. Is that Illinois, Chicago? Chicago State is like the last few years, they've been like two and the 35. Cougars, right? What? Aren't they like the Cougars? I don't think that the Cougars. I don't think of a different team. All I know is they had like kids. Like they had, there's a kid from St. X. They are the Cougars. You're right. They had a kid from St. X who had graduated and was like working at a diner. And they were like, "Hey, do you want to come play on our team?" And ended up starting a point guard for them. <laughs> it was seven and twenty-five last year. That's a big step up for them. Okay, you're right. They, they tried yeah. to hire the Mac Irvin guy to like resuscitate the program, but one of the Irvins, like the big, the legendary AAU family. But all those wins that they're getting now are they play like some like D3 teams to get W's. But they've they've been a bad, bad program for a long time. They did have a winning record in 09 for the, what it's worth. They did not make the tournament. That is also their only winning record in France. Oh, no, their second, their first two years in Division One, 85 and 86, they had winning records. There you go. I think I'm 22 and 6 and not make the tournament. Because I'm sure they weren't playing anybody. Well, if it was their first two years in Division One. they weren't eligible. Oh, that's stupid rule. talk about getting screwed. Yeah. The only two years they were they had tournament-worthy teams, they couldn't get in because since then they've been the worst pro. I mean, NCAA, man. They probably Wake weren't. Wake up. They probably still weren't tournament-worthy. Well, they were 22-6. and six. Still. As, like, independents? Yeah, but everyone's independent in 85-86. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they were tournament-worthy. Go back and look at the, uh, the rest of the tournament and see. We told you wins is a tough thing to do. We don't need to. We don't need to dive further into the the Ken Palm Chicago State. Because and, and yeah, Pine Bluff's the one that looks like a fireball, but it's supposed to be a tiger. Their logo. I mean, All right, let's, let's get to what people want to talk about. The, the top of the Ken Palm rankings again. This is just ninety seven through twenty twenty two. A little bit of bad luck right. for UK to not have that ninety six team added in here. But who do you think, even with that being the case, who do you think was number one? Uh, okay, so the, the last twenty five years, basically, college basketball. Yeah, I mean the the two that almost commonly in my circles, at least that are mentioned, aren't even eligible, which is the ninety UNLV and ninety six UK. Uh, since ninety, it's not a particular team. This, these are program rankings. Oh, that's right. Yeah, this is okay. And by the way, Pine Bluff did make the tournament in two thousand ten. Just want to throw that out there. There you go. Um, I knew they went there at least once. Of course, I was probably wrong on that, but um. So the best team according to Ken Palm since ninety seven. Yes. Um I don't know why I'm just like oh five North Carolina. Again, program. It's not a specific team. Oh program. Oh. 
Not paying attention at all. No. I'm still trying to look up stats on Arkansas Pine just, Bluff. Just focus now. Okay, focus. Focus, Trevor. Program since 97. Duke? Duke is number one. Okay. Um, number two is Kentucky. That would have been a second guess, probably. I wonder if they had been able to add that 96 team, if they would have bumped up above Duke. But uh, Kentucky's best team, the 2015 team, according to Ken Palm's rankings. Duke's best, the 2010 team. Ugh, come on. Really? Yeah, I know. That's, I don't think that team was that good. Uh, I would have gone more like the 01 team, maybe. Yeah, so same. Uh, so top five, they've got Kansas at three, North Carolina at four, Michigan State at five. Where do you think now? I, was gonna say, I mean, it just tells you you don't have to win a title to actually be. I mean, it's, again, it's it's a that's like getting all like a bunch of fourth place votes and getting yourself invited to the Heisman the finale just because you got a ton of like right. It's it's a median it's a yeah. conglomerate of overall rankings. Yeah. And again, this is just with by Ken Palm's rankings. For instance, like just for us, as good as the 2013 team was, as you know, they won the national title. They were number. They actually were number one on Ken Palm. That's not the best team we've had, according to Ken Palm's rankings. The team a year later that lost to Kentucky in the Sweet 16, the 2014 team, according to his system, is the best team we've had since 97. And see, this is one reason why me and Ken Palm don't get along. Because I, don't, I still think the team was so good. I mean, you can look at the number, the, the numbers aside, just the eye test alone, the 13 team was, was more complete. Yeah, I, I think so. I still just I mean, think you can't tell me a team without Siva and Gorgie who were just – Somewhat the heart and soul of that, of that. I mean, that's no. You can't tell me that team after them is better. Russ was so good. Though. I'm not. Yeah, and Russ was good on the team the year before too. He was, but he wasn't a first team All American. Well, he, you know. So where do you think they had Louisville? Where, where do you think Louisville stands in these program rankings since '97? You already named off what like the top five. Top five. Yeah. I gave you the top five. Louisville's not in the top five. Yeah. Since '97, well, we didn't start picking up slack until about '04. I think from '04 until now. I mean, other than the last five years. I'll say 11th. Close. 12th. Ah, oh, just one off. Very close. Uh, Louisville's the Not going over still counts, though. The 12th best team since 1997, according to Ken Palm's rankings. If you're curious, the team's ahead of Louisville. Very, you know I'm going to ask, so yeah. Number 6, Gonzaga. Number 7, Arizona. 8, Villanova. 9, Texas. 10, Ohio State. 11, Florida. Florida, I, you wouldn't... Back-to-back national titles. Yeah, I mean, that's... You kind of forget. I, I know, new, numerous elite eights. Because your first thought is, Florida, really? And then you're like, oh, yeah. They did have they two of the better teams yeah. in recent memory. I mean, they're very dominant teams, too. I mean, you could argue there wasn't much competition, but they were pretty dominant teams. And then, interestingly enough... I, I mean, mean, Villanova there. I mean, Ohio State and... Who was the other one that baffled me a little bit? Texas, maybe? Te- yes. Yeah. What I mean, Texas has been to, what, one Final Four since this has gone on? I believe that's right. They went and they went the O two or no the the oh the year after we went oh five oh uh, six because I want to say they were they yeah I think they went the year after we or maybe it was I don't, I don't they think went, they did I don't they think, went to one I know I guess they're gonna LSU you're right I am and they went to one it was oh three it was uh, L, uh T J Ford year correct we had the neck injury yeah um the the curious thing that's on here and again this is not this is not based on a comp if you were doing like your own personal power rankings I think Louisville might be a little bit higher but one program in particular. Is, is going to be pissed about this because this is a time period that includes four of their national championships, and it's Connecticut, who's down at number uh, 17 in the program rankings. Really? I didn't even think about it. Yeah, they've got the most of all of the teams yeah. in there. Yeah, they've got four national titles since 97. That's more than anybody else. They're behind Virginia, Illinois, UCLA, and Michigan, uh, in addition to the 12 teams is we already Oregon? Named. No, no. Oh, <laughs> somebody's thought I heard Virginia, Oregon. Illinois, UCLA, oh, and Michigan. That's okay. Uh, Oregon is 24th, if you're wondering. Indiana for Scoots, number 22. One spot, this is beautiful, behind Purdue. <laughs> how is how is UConn that low? 
Because, I mean, the teams that they had that won national titles every single time were not the best teams in college basketball, and a lot of times they were far from it. That The 2014 team that won a national title is the worst national championship winning team of our lifetimes, and, and it's not close. According to every metric possible, that team, we watched them get waxed by us by 33 points at full strength on senior day. They were not good. I mean, some would argue 85 Villanova maybe, but that still did. Oh, this team was so bad. That team still did have Ed Pickney on it, who was a pretty damn good player. And then twenty, the, the team that won in 2011 also, they were a four seed. They were not very good. The team that won in 99 was good, but I think they were the third ranked top seed, the one that beat Duke in the, the kind the of The 99 team was, game. yeah. That was their best championship team. Well, 04 was no, good. No, the too. 04 with Ben Gordon and Mecca. That was their best they team. They were good too, but they were that not. Was... They, were, they were, I think, behind. They were supposed to lose to Duke in the, the Final Four to upset them, and they had to beat George Tuck. Luke Shancher, my boy. I mean, the 99 one was, I mean, that was still a solid team. That was. It's a good team. Hamilton, They're, both those were number yeah, one. Doughboy. I mean, now they don't beat Ohio State if Scooty Pin doesn't break his wrist, but you know. But they also, I mean, UConn has gone through a, a period of time recently where, when they haven't been, like when they haven't been winning national titles, they've been like not making tournaments. Well, yeah, but that also describes Florida. And they're in the top ten. But Florida is—they've been consistently making tournaments. I mean, UConn. Yes, yeah. I mean, UConn made—they won one NCAA tournament game with Kevin Ollie. Besides the year they won the national title, and they—I think that was the only NCAA tournament they made besides yeah, that. Year. I just this is—I mean, you're just proving why I just don't buy so much in the Kimpa. I mean, the fact that, that alone you say Duke's best team is 2010 since then is more... Yeah, I disagree with that. More reason to say that, yeah, I mean... I'm not, I'm not saying Kim Palm's poopy. I'm just saying maybe don't put too much belief into what, what it tells you. I mean, I think it's... Take it with a very huge grain of salt. Well, that's any ranking system, right? I guess, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the AP Top 25, you can say the exact same thing. But this is... A, there's a formula. I think in season it's a good metric to use. But for stuff like this, it, any system is going to be flawed. You have to at least look at – you have to look at championships. You have to look at accomplishments. You have to look at what you do in March, and that's not taking that into account. It's just weighing the teams by the data and then making some sort of average. I mean, does, if, I would think if, if data alone, I mean, making national titles should give you, like, at least two missed tournaments leeway. Well, and If I mean, you're UConn, you've won four. These are systems. Again, it's not <laughs> it's, it's not thinking like Trevor Kelsey, and thank God for that. Hey, now, <laughs> more people should. This world would be a lot friendlier and probably a lot less traffic on the roads. I don't know about friendly. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a friendly guy as long as you don't piss me off. Exactly. Let's talk about uh, – <laughs> we'll keep it on college basketball for a second. Let's talk about the news from over the weekend about – this surprised me. I, I think that – I just sort of assumed that Kansas wasn't going to make, and not just Kansas, but any sort of any of these schools that are in the NCAA's crosshairs and have been for a while. I, I kind of assumed they all were going to sit back, let this situation play out, and then take whatever punishment they were given. I don't know what it means that Kansas now, after four and a half years and winning a national <laughs> title, is making some sort of self-imposed punishment. But they announced over the weekend that they were pulling Bill four Self and, and assistant coach Curtis Townsend off the road during the live recruiting period, which is, I mean, th this is the most important time of the recruiting season. This July evaluation period, Peach Jam is going on right now. Now, they, they're also pulling, like, June and July are the two biggest months. They're pulling these guys out way after June and then near the end of the July evaluation period. So it's not like they haven't had any sort of time to recruit already. If they wanted to talk to some guys at Peach Jam, they got a chance to make that happen, and now they're being you know, kept at home. It's a it's a weird self-imposed move. I don't know if the NCAA is going to buy it. I also don't know if it means that the, the, the Kansas got some information that they didn't have before or they think that something's coming that's going to be more severe. Uh, they have not made any sort of comment. 
but they have kept their other assistants, Norm Roberts and Jeremy Case, on the road throughout the spring and the summer. It's a... <laughs> It's a half-assed attempted punishment. I it mean, sure it, feels like it. I mean, it's like... And again, remember, Kansas is... And let's walk, Do you remember which level out of the three is the most serious violations? Level one. Level one's the most serious. Kansas is facing five oh, yes. level one violations. <laughs> well, I, I didn't think we have to go over this, no, but I know. Friday show happened. <laughs> including Putting a, the heat in the studio. <laughs> including a lack of institutional control and uh, level one violations that have been named individually against both Bill Self and assistant Curtis Townsend, they, I mean, again, for comparison's sake, five level one violations for Kansas. That's four more than Louisville's facing. Louisville's only yep. facing one of the most significant. This is not a, a small deal. How many Arizona got? I forgot. I want to say they have three level one violations. Okay. Um, LSU has more, and you know Memphis has, I think, seven. Yeah, Memphis, I think, breaking the record, right? But this is a, I don't think SMU had that many. You know, people keep talking about, well, you know, Kansas is not going to get anything. Kansas is not going to get anything. Kansas is going to have to get something. And it's going to be because if the NCAA is using past precedent, the IRP is using past precedent at all, they're going to have to take down that 2018 Final Four banner that they, you know, they beat Grayson Allen in that Elite Eight game. But they played Silvio de Sosa, who is, we now know, ineligible. I mean, the NCAA basically suspended for an entire year after this. We know that there was a bidding war for him. We know that he accepted money to a school that he didn't go to. What are you doing, Maryland? We know that we know that Kansas was offering money for him. We assume that he took money. Even if he didn't, he was an ineligible player based on his taking money from a different institution, based on him taking money from um, from Adidas. If you play an ineligible player, and this is, you know, they said in, they retroactively said that the Louisville players who were involved in the, the stripper stuff, they were ineligible because they got improper benefits. They played in those games in the Final Four. They played in those games in, in the national title. That's why Louisville had to, to forfeit those games. Kansas is going to have to forfeit all those games from the two years, from all the games that DeSosa played in those two seasons where he was a Jayhawk, and they're going to have to take down that banner. The thing is, nobody cares. They just won a national title. The ba- that banner's safe. They're not going to touch that because there was nobody who played that was a, uh, a part of any of this. So taking down a Final Four banner if you're Kansas, who cares? Like, if, if we had had to take down the 2012 Final Four banner but got to keep our national title banner from 2013, I think we all would have been like, okay. Like, nobody n- nobody tries to make the claims that, you know, they, well, your Final Four didn't happen in 2012 or your Final Four, the Fab Four, Fab Five Final Four didn't happen in 91, 92. Like, no, nobody cares. Like, Kansas you have, against Memphis us in lost in the national title game, and, and they had that – retroactively taken away nobody cares it, it's only the fact that Louisville had its title taken away so if Kansas has to, to lose its final four banner I don't think they're going to shed any tears about that the one thing that they may get upset about and this is going to this is going to be music to the ears of the Kentucky fans listening is you know they just passed UK for that title of all-time winningest program in college basketball if they have to forfeit those wins from 20 I believe it will be 2017 and 2018 at least that's going to knock them behind Kentucky and by a fairly wide margin. So Kentucky probably going to wind up being back in that spot of winning his program in college basketball before too long. Now, will Kentucky acknowledge that? Like, or oh, yeah. Will they ignore it like they ignored it when they, they honored Cal for 500 wins, but because of vacated, he only had like 440? Oh, they'll, 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 they'll honor this. Oh, they'll pick and choose what they what they acknowledge in terms of vacated wins. Because yeah. they had, you know, UK it's had... Probably was hilarious when they did that with Cal. On their, on, on their yeah, because Syracuse did the same thing with Bayhawk. Like, yeah. He won 1,000 games, and then like, he technically <laughs> won it again. They're like, well, we're not doing this again. We're, yeah. we're not doing a full ceremony again. So... Kentucky, on its official Twitter account, they had in their little bio, like, all-time winningest program in college basketball. And the day that Kansas passed them, 
they immediately like took it out and Kansas immediately had it in their bio. So um, I remember the jokes here and yeah. I, I, TJ, I think was like, uh, don't worry, we can still pass Kansas uh, by the end of next year or maybe sooner, depending on NCAA. Yeah, that's, yeah. if Kansas fans are going to care about something, they'll care about that, I think, more than they'll care about losing the they Final Four. They probably acknowledge it, though. They'll and again, like, you know, their whatever. banners at Fog Allen, they don't have NCAA in them. So they have all these you know, these Helms titles from like the, the 20s where they have that they have banners for. They may be able to keep that Final Four banner up, depending on the I mean, didn't the they, get, they, got, they got probation off the 88 team, I believe. They, they did. didn't take the banner down. Well, yeah, Larry Brown's there. Of course they got probation. Well, exactly. I mean, again, I in UCLA as well. But this is, to me, this is all very interesting because this is a, it's a new development, but nobody really cares, I think, about the the retroactive punishments. What no. everybody wants to know is what's going to happen to Bill Self. Because this man, unlike Rick Pitino, unlike now Will Wade, he's been caught, like, he is more, he is much more a part of this than Sean Miller was. Even though we had the, the He's the last man standing too, isn't he? I mean, Bill Self is on these text with TJ Gasnola talking about like you've never let me down before Gasnola says I've gotten you everybody you've ever wanted besides DeAndre Ayton that's the one time I've let you down they had dinner together the night before Bill Self was enshrined at the college basketball Sorry. the Naismith basketball hall of fame Sorry, I could get you the guy that the other school's in trouble with you outbidded you I mean all these Adidas guys are basically saying like you come first like you know that like, yeah. like we're we're going to cheat for you first and everybody knows this. Now he's not as dumb as Will Wade to be like on tape, hey, let me close this door. I've I've let me cheat again like I've cheated so many times in the past. Like Bill Self isn't that dumb. But he like like <laughs> well, don't give me too much credit. He deserves more than <laughs> Self and I think Sean Miller do, because they they were dumb enough to talk to these people like in a and and use language that they should not have been using. That made it overly apparent. Self there's no smoking gun. Like all of this looks bad, and any sort of rational person can put two and two together and see that, see that it equals four. But there's nothing that you can legally look at and be like, oh, he definitely was. But still, the NCAA is going to, to have to hit him with something. I've said this before. The big rumor, and it's been weird to me, and I don't know if it's going to wind up happening, but if it does, this is classic sports radio. If it does, remember that you heard it here first. Uh, there's that- been rumors that he is going to be punished by having him sit out the postseason. That's been... <laughs> I know it's a bizarre punishment, but they're saying, you know, we don't want to hurt people that haven't done anything. So they want Kansas to be able to play in the NCAA tournament. But like having Bill Self coach the entire season and then taking away from the from the NCAA tournament seems very, very strange. Why not just suspend him for an entire year? Who knows? But if that does happen, I caught wind of that like through like some weird back channels like six months ago and just dismissed it. And now there's this weird kind of buzz that Kansas is preparing for that if that does wind up happening. But I'm very fascinated to see what happens with Bill Self at Kansas because if, if anybody deserves a one-year punishment that's still actively coaching um, besides, I guess, Sean Miller now, it should be Kansas. And he's the only one who's still standing at his, at his yeah, school. I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, Patino and, and Miller, Miller have resurfaced, but are, yeah, of the original, I guess, was it six schools that, yeah. They've and then Miami all, got taken away. Yeah, they've all been replaced their coaches except for, for Kansas. Uh, he's last one. I mean, there may not be a smoking gun, but if you go to the Midnight Madness, there's a smoking dog. Uh, uh, <laughs> come on, give me a rim shot on that one. Um, that, this this comes to me is like, yeah, I think they have heard. I think they're hearing something about probably, I don't know how what they're hearing, but it's something I'm assuming to do with probably um, scholarship reductions. I don't know. I would think maybe that's why they've said, okay, we're at least going to pull ourselves off the, the, the I don't, it seems pointless to do. Especially when you already got two guys out there, you, you're you're just pulling yourself out on maybe 
that this has nothing to do with the actual NCAA. Maybe it's just self wants to go on vacation. Maybe you, I mean, what's getting you to pay? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, that, that, I don't think this really, it doesn't seem like any kind of punishment at all. I mean, then again, why is it always the guys that get caught like getting paid are the ones that suck anyway? Like, like well, I don't think both stuff sucks. No, I'm talking about uh, like Silvio. Like, uh, oh yeah. Like it's always it's always when you talk about a guy like a, a team getting busted for paying a kid, it's always like the one that's like not impactful at all. Like you look at the you look at the team like they're on like when SMU was like a, a third string offensive lineman from Pittsburgh that got him you know busted. Like it's always it's always like the, the player that's never actually good. Like the the time when teams get in trouble for paying the good players, they usually get out of it. Like Arizona, we'll find out in a second. Or but. it's a great player in the team stock, like Dennis Smith and NC State. Yeah, or even even eight in Arizona to a degree. They were a four seed and they got beat in the first round. They got hammered. I know. I'm going to the lead eight that year, bastards. Um, now the NCAA giving me this 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 wraparound excuse of oh well we don't want we don't the we need Kansas in a tournament. I, I get that you haven't had a tournament ratings example to use without cans in it in 30 40 almost 35 well, I don't years think, i also don't think that nobody's saying that I, okay i thought you, you made reference like you didn't No, want, i'm saying they don't want to punish like they've said outwardly multiple times now they don't want to punish players and coaches and people that had nothing to do with the transgressions that took place so like I don't, obviously self it, did <laughs> exactly which is why the rumor has been that self is going to be kept out of ncaa tournaments but kansas will be allowed to play and we're talking about kids now that were in eighth grade when all this stuff happened that will be freshmen at Kansas and at Louisville and at LSU and at all these different schools moving forward. I get that there has to be, you can't just let schools off the hook for knowingly breaking rules, but there has to be some sort of you know nuance involved when it comes to realizing that the kids that are now going to play for Louisville this season, the kids that are now going to play for Kansas this season, they ha- had nothing to do with this. Now, Kansas' situation is unique from Louisville's because, I mean, Louisville's two coaches removed from the coach that did all, I guess, three coaches if you count David Padgett, and they've Two ADs removed, 15 presidents removed. <laughs> Everybody's gone. No, we don't even have a president anymore. God, I know. Hey, Kane's all we did was get rid of that one assistant. and you know. Well, we took their president, right? What? Didn't that were... Uh, she but, wasn't the president. Though. Oh, she was the provost. Though. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, but my, the, the curious thing to me in all of this, because, yeah, there's some juiciness when it, when it comes to Kansas' postseason fate. There's some juiciness when it comes to the you know, taking away banners, taking away wins. But self himself. This is a time now we've lost. Mike Krzyzewski's gone. Help Roy Williams is gone. Jay Wright kind of seemed like he was that guy who was ready to become the face of college basketball. He chooses to bow out. Self is in a position where if nothing happens to him, like he could kind of become the new. He's the old guard. He's the exactly. left of like, the old guard, really. The new face of college yeah. basketball. And there have been some rumors that if the punishment gets too extreme, he may just choose to call it a career because what else do I have to prove? I'm not gonna, I don't think he's going to go to a different school. Maybe he takes a few years off. But like at college basketball, I don't think they, I don't think they need Bill Self because he's not that larger than life personality that Coach K was, or even to a lesser extent, well, Roy Williams they was. Don't need any college basketball is going to survive regardless of. The, the, it'll survive, but yeah. coaches are the stars of college basketball by and large. Nah. They are like like that's. I don't think that's debatable. Like they are the highest paid employees. Like they are they are the people that people think about when they're thinking about programs. You think about the head coach. And Self is one of the few remaining that I think has staying power outside of just college basketball diehards. I'm not saying they need him, but it's this weird dynamic where if you spin him for a full season, he becomes way more stigmatized than he is if he's just the guy that was the coach of the program that had a 2018 Final Four banner taken away. I'm very, very, very interested to see how this plays out. I mean, I, was, I don't want to say I'd be shocked if he got anything less than a full-year suspension. 
because that's thing sometimes it actually does shocks me anymore. But he deserves at least a minimum one year suspension. I agree. I mean, I don't think it'll happen. I, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I've given up putting faith in, in like common sense with the NCAA. And I used to be with you. Like I, I used to, I used to do the whole. You know, you can't punish these kids. They weren't here when you know it happened. You know, excuse even though if self is still there or not. The problem is though is that this isn't like something you like retroactively realize they did like eight years later. You know, the university got caught doing this. Is something that the NCAA's drugged their feet on for five years. I mean, the NCAA had acted quickly. They could have punished the kids that were involved in it and technically at these schools, sure. each of them. If they'd actually done punishments, you know, in a reasonably swift fashion, but they're the ones that have waited five years now. So, I mean, it's, I mean, you got to punch these schools and something. And especially Kansas, if you're going to keep hanging on to Bill Self, I mean, Kansas should get, Self should get a one year, Kansas should get at least a two year tournament ban. Kansas also, I don't know how they just skate. The, like the the perception because everybody has always talked about how you know Kentucky and Cal they are big cheaters obviously Louisville has a stigma attached to them right now there's been people talk about Duke cheating people talk about the North Carolina academic academic scandal Kansas always just skirts just below the surface and you hear from people who follow recruiting that like if anybody deserves to go down or if anybody deserves to have a reputation for just outright buying kids it's Kansas I mean well, the way they did more with the Zion Williams and stuff when I'm hearing about it that means it's made it all the way down the totem pole like they did more to try to get Zion Williamson than I think anybody else besides maybe Clemson but I mean maybe it's because Roy Williams did was such the the goody goody guy for so long there before self took over as the oh shucks guy that's with ice cream after a big win or loss in that matter you know taking over and cleaning up what Larry Brown had left you know, in, in a, a dumpster fire of, of accusations, even though winning a national title. Maybe that's, maybe, maybe I, I don't know, because I grew up with, you know, seeing Kansas and, and Roy Williams and not thinking about them being the cheating program. They're, they've always been painted as, like, the good guys. Maybe that was, that's why it was in Benton. And Self, obviously, goes a 180 from Roy in that manner. And I know he's been there. Roy's been gone now for 20 years almost. So, I mean, I know I'm speaking way back in the back, but, I mean, I think just in the back of my mind, that's how I thought it came. I never thought yeah, it came that way. Yeah, you think Jared Hass and Jacques Vaughn and R- good guys. Rex Walters and Mark Randall and, yeah, I mean. And they've had they've had some bad characters in recent years. Like, I mean. Yeah, it was all, it's, when, after Roy left, Bill was like, hey, I'll, I'll do what I can. <laughs> in so many words. All right, let's take a break. Uh, We're we'll only come... two hours from Kansas City. I can I can pull some shadiness going on. We'll come back. We'll do the G.G. Wagner update today. We'll talk about the Lamar Jackson drama that's going on today. Uh, we'll talk about the the, our, the death of the Chaco Taco, which I near and dear to my heart. We'll let Trevor talk a little bit about wrestling, and we'll take your text on the Thornton sex line at 502-414-1450. But a reminder, Shady Rays got you covered all summer long. If you need sunglasses, go to ShadyRays.com. Use the promo code Big X when you check out. That's going to save you 15% off all your Shady Rays purchases. And if something happens to sunglasses in the first 30 days, they always hook you up with a replacement pair. It's Shady Rays guarantee. They're keeping you styling all summer long. Go to ShadyRays.com and use the promo code Big X when you check out. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap the show with the last hour right here on 1450 and 961, The Big X. Wanna try?
right, welcome back in. It's the 5 o'clock hour of the Monday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show on 14th, well, 96.1 today. The Big X streaming live and clear, crystal clear. Trevor, I've got to start off the, the 5 o'clock hour with some bad news. No. We've been talking for a long time. I think this idea came to us in November. You claim that you can't be hypnotized. I know I can't be hypnotized. You refuse to eat salads. And so I said, for a summer episode, we're going to find a hypnotist. We're going to have him come in. We're going to have him hypnotize you, and he's going to make you eat a salad. I did offer to eat a salad if anyone could name the that song, stupid from, song from Fast Times. No, you're stupid. Yeah. That song from Fast Times. And that texter, by the way, was like, you won't eat it. You won't win it for a championship, but you'll eat it for that song. I'm like, yeah. I'm confident we'll win another title. I don't think anyone's finding that song for me. No. Which is why I put it on the line. <laughs> so uh, like that day, a hypnotherapist reached out and was like, I was told you were like, I was recommended this by somebody who's listening to the show. And I finally got back to that person. I was like, okay. hey, here's what I want. Here's what we're trying to do. Here's what we want to make happen. I just got an email back from that person. Oh, I just no. saw the email during the break. Uh, I'm more interested in helping, in the helping promote the healing aspects of hypnotherapy a participant must be willing to receive a change, yes, even for a salad. Thank you for the response. What the hell does that mean? It means they're not going to help us. It means we're still. Oh, in I, need think of a he, I think he's admitting he's a fraud. No, he's interested. He's more interested in the the healing aspects of hypnotherapy. What he's, healing? Like healing how? I think you can like hypnotize people to make help make their pain go away. But he's not going to make you eat a salad. We need somebody else. We, well, he, he, I tell we you need what, a new hypnotist is, is the, the too long didn't read. He's, put, he's putting a pain in my rear end. How about you come and help solve that one there? We still need a hypnotist. If you know one, if you are one, you want to help us out. I mean, let, not only that, I know. just have so many questions for the hypnotist. Like, I, I still want to know, like, how does one get into being a hypnotist? Like, do you like, did you watch Copperfield as a kid and you, 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 you you went in different ways. Well, we got to find him before we can make any of this out. Is there like, is this a course you can teach at college or like an ITT course or something? I mean, no. I don't know. Trevor. <laughs> I'm just, I have so many questions. Well, now I'm bummed. I, and now I'm a little aggravated. This guy was like, I'm coming on. I can hypnotize you. Well, that's not what happened. And now he's like, I don't think I can hypnotize. I don't, he doesn't want to be shown as a fraud because he knows I'm unhypnotizable. No, he just doesn't. I don't think he wants his name attached to it what we're trying to do, which is fine. I, I respect oh, that. I'm, 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 I'm gay, but we need a hypnotist now. Good name. Of Somebody hypnotist. help us out. All right. We need to get the vibe right. <laughs> we need to get the mood shifted back. You know what it's time for? Oh, is it that time? It's time. Play the DJ Wagner update of the day. It's time. DJ Wagner, 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 DJ Wagner. Going to play his college ball. Wagner, DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner. Ducky, fancy, awfully confident Wagner. DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner. His team is kind of killing it at Beach Tram Wagner. DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner. Just how strong are these Nike ties, Wagner? DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner. All right, let's do it. people in the car just sing along with us. It's. People love it. It gets stuck in their head. I told you it all started because every time I saw that and it would show the credits, I'd, all I could think of was Dinklage, Peter Dinklage. Well, it Peter is the first Dink name that exactly. comes up to Yeah, yeah no. That's all I could think of. So now it's become the DJ Wagner song. Uh, but DJ Wagner. <laughs> One day we're going to make it to the whole minute 57, too. I, I loved your idea last week, too. If, if he does wind up coming to Louisville and we do the intro video, when he when we're announcing starting lives, 
He should have his own music. Oh, yeah. In this place. He yeah. should come out to this while everybody else just comes out to the normal song. Or I mean, every, get, everybody gets their own song. Could you imagine hearing the crowd just saying, DJ Wagner, DJ, DJ Wagner. Like, in unison as he comes yeah. through the tunnel of smoke. Like, have, like, a dragon's head. Like, dragon's smoke comes head. out the nose and he comes out through he the mouth. He has his own sword, flaming yes. sword. Yeah. But <laughs> it's freaking awesome. You see what you're missing out, DJ, if you go to Lexington? <laughs> do you hear this? <laughs> this is what we're willing to do for you. <laughs> Somewhere in the UFL, some guy's like, you know how much it's going to cost you for every freaking home game? What is Brother for promising you? <laughs> our production set, our production set. A sword made of dragon glass? That's not even a real thing. I didn't have to light on fire. NIL just got insane. <laughs> According to us, we're just going to get like probably like 10 people fired. Dragon's feet. heads? Yum, 10 yum employees got to let go so we can afford <laughs> this production show every day. DJ Ryder calls Kenny Pace like, hey, I got an idea. I heard on a radio show. This is my new demand. I mean, if Kenny, I mean, Kenny. I know Kenny's not willing to like give out the nils. To, like, we're not you talking about it. money. He's yeah, just, we're talking about just, just props. Yeah, he just wants props. Yeah. Music and props. I think we can get that going. We can make this happen. <laughs> so, DJ Wagner. <laughs> the latest update that I've got on his, uh, he's still playing at the EYBL. I guess it ended ends today. I think is the last. Yeah, day how long is it? I thought it was only a weekend thing. Is it a whole week? It's eight days. I think the seventeenth through days. the the twenty fifth. That's longer than even God took. And he uh, <laughs> God, needs seven days to make the earth. God can't make a three-pointer. Um, <laughs> so he's been playing the Peach Jam, the New Scholars. Kenny Payne has been front and center for most of his games, him uh, and his, his boy, your boy, Bradshaw, who now, by the way, Bradshaw has pushed his, his commitment back. I heard. And Travis Branham. Kentucky fans a little nervous. Travis Branham took away his prediction of uh, Bradshaw going to Kentucky. So interesting there. Didn't Kentucky also go after one of the guys that, that – Kenny was looking at it at the uh, when he skipped Spain to go to Kansas City or something. One of those, I think Dave come on the, the didn't they offer one of the scholarships? One of those guys we also offered. Not sure. Okay, maybe I maybe. misunderstood that. Then. Let's keep focus. Did you wind up the other day? Focus, gotta keep focus. Sorry. So the big the big update is UK fans are once again feeling extremely confident because we, we've sort of debated the the Nike ties, just how much of a uh, of a sure thing do they make. Anything like this in this age of name image likeness, if a kid a few years ago had posed for a picture for a Nike brand, it'd be a done deal that he's going to a Nike school. And maybe it still is. But Louisville fans are saying, you know, we're not sure anymore. NIL changes the game. But we now have it. Kenny not, said he's a Nike Connect, too. I mean, Kenny's, you know, Kenny clearly has deep ties to Nike mm-hmm, as well. He yeah, said we best of both worlds when he was announced here. So we had last week DJ Wagner. Posing for the picture of the uh, the Nocta, the new Nike subset mm-hmm. group that Drake is helping run. And he says himself, not really an NIL deal. Didn't sign anything. Just helping him out. Um, still kind of sounds like an NIL deal, but it's it's something. There's some connection there. <laughs> They're just giving us free swag, that's all. Exactly. There's clearly something there. UK fans feel like it's a done deal that, that makes him a UK guy. He's not going to go to an Adidas school after doing all that. Louisville fans are still pushing back a little bit. Now today... We see that there is a the Nike EYBL, the official Nike app. They have a behind the scenes story of the EYBL, and it's following DJ Wagner behind the scenes. Uh oh, this. I mean, did they follow him in and he like takes it off and like throws this UK item down, like just wipes his feet on it? No, I don't. Uh, I haven't read it, but I, I don't think. Is, is it video or just is it just words or is there a video of it? It's it's a story. It's behind the scenes. It's, okay, I think video and words. Okay, good. So like the video part. it's on the Nike app right now. It's been uh, across the the Nike app, the millions reached by the Nike app all day. He's been front and center there. And UK fans are just doing this whole thing where it's like, 
well, it doesn't matter though, right? Like he's going to go to a Nike school, right? He wouldn't be like Nike wouldn't be doing this. And I do understand their point. Nike highlighting a kid more times than not means it's a done deal and he's going to go to their school, right? Like, like Nike doesn't miss mess up this this sort of thing. They don't highlight a kid. They don't put them on their app. They don't put them in their ad campaigns and then have him go to an Adidas school or have him go to an Under Armour school or whatever. So I'm not going to sit here and act like this is nothing. But where does this register on your radar? Do, do you still believe Wagner this is a 50-50 deal? It's going to come down to these next few months? Or are all these sort of tea leaves adding up to lead you to believe that you know, he's probably going to go to UK? I'm still on 50. The, the Nike thing didn't make me sway either way. Not moving your needle. Didn't move it. I'm, still, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm like, oh, he's going to Louisville. I don't care what they're doing. I mean, I'm still, I'm not, I'm not like certain that Louisville's locked in. I'm still, I'm still going 50, 50. Maybe, you think it's legitimately up there? Maybe the, it could, I think, I think depending on the day and the, and the, and the breeze and the, and the wind that it could be like a 52, 48 one day switched around the next day. But I don't think you're looking at anything more than one school getting more than a 51 or 52%. I, I don't right now still, I don't think, and, and I'm, Freely admitting, I could be wrong about this. Like, if DJ Wagner comes out five months from now after committing to UK and says, "I knew all summer long I was going to UK," like I'm not going to be shocked by that. I'd be a little bit surprised, but I'm not going to be shocked. Nor will I. I don't think that he knows where he's going yet. Having said that, if you're asking me to put a percentage on it, just based on the developments of the last couple months or so, I'm feeling like it's 70-30 UK. I, like, I, at this point, I'm kind of. I feel like Kenny Payne and company have to to change something in order to land the kid. Like we have to sell him something that he hasn't already been sold. We have to, I don't know, get him to buy into something that he hasn't bought into previously. I feel like he's leaning towards like UK. Like a cool entrance? Yeah. Like, like <laughs> I just, I keep going back to if the, the reports, and these are people very close to John Calipari who have said consistently that Cal's saying like, we've got the kid. He's going to come here. Cal hasn't, like, they've been in sort of this same boat in years past where they f- have felt like the leaders of a high profile recruit and then something has changed. You know, Penny gets the job at Memphis for James Wiseman. Cunningham's brother gets the job at Oklahoma State for Cade Cunningham. And in those instances, you haven't heard any of the sort of bravado from Calipari. Like, it, it, all UK fans have kind of known, this doesn't look good for us. It seems like he's going the other way. Cal, and maybe it's him just trying to speak this into existence. I don't know. Maybe he's trying to put a narrative out there to put more pressure on the kid. But it just... If he's going to Spain and the word is getting out over there amongst the coaches that Cal feels like he's got him, that's hard for me to just look at and be like, well, he's wrong. Like he's just he doesn't he doesn't miss in these types of situations. And when you've got these recruiting riders, I know that some of them have pulled back a little bit on their bravado and their, their grandiose, but most of them still have their predictions logged for Wagner to go to UK. I just feel, and then all the Nike stuff, it's not a nothing burger to me. It's something. It's not an end-all, be-all. Like, I don't think that it's it, it puts U of L out of the race if they can do things that they need to do in the next few months to get them locked in. But it's not nothing. It's still something that I think is in UK's corner. So if you're asking me right now to put a number on it, I feel like he's a 70-30 lead to UK. And let's go. Kenny, step it and up. That's just based on... All that stuff that I just said. This, uh, the other. I mean, yeah. I mean, I expect Cal to be confident, though. And if you're a but like I just said, he wasn't in those other cases. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. This. I think he got nervous when Kenny got hired and tried to like maybe bring a little bit more oomph back to the recruiting. But I still think we have a shot. I think we have a shot. I agree with you there. I, I don't think it's a done deal, but I think I think UK is now. I don't think it's a done deal on either side. And, and that's what I'm saying. I, I don't think it's a done deal, but I think UK is. I, I'm saying I think they're the favorite. At this point, well, I mean that's understandable since they were pretty much the only 
team in contention until six months ago. Less yeah. than that. Yeah, but I don't like that rewrite. I mean, if you're saying we were the favorites three months ago, which is what everybody was saying. No, I didn't say we were the favorites. We, we came in from, like, but, level uh, but, zero. But and, I'm saying everybody else was saying that. Yeah, I mean, no, well, I don't think we were ever really the favorites. I mean, I think until Payne got here, it was he was locked in, like, Michael Gidgill, Chris style to Kentucky. You know, there was no even probably anybody even even bothering right, talking. But, to, but, again, like I just said, like that was the exact same situation in all these other cases where Cal has ended up losing the kid. Like, they were the he was locked. Zion Williamson was locked into UK. James Wiseman was locked into UK. Cade Cunningham was locked into UK. Then something happened, and really? the, all those other programs got him. Something the something that happened here was the milk going to Louisville. And if we don't get him, like, you feel I, they were locked in as much as like DJ was locked in though? Yes. I don't know. I just didn't get that yes. feeling. Absolutely, no, absolutely. Like I knew, they, I'm not saying Kentucky wasn't going after them strong and felt good about them, but if James Wiseman, like D, they, DJ was the only person I felt DJ was so easily locked into Kentucky was Michael was in was. But my, that's what kid. everybody else was talking. Like I know you don't follow recruiting, as, and I'm not the recruiting expert or anything, but James Wiseman was going to go to UK unless Tubby Smith got fired and Penny Hardaway got the Memphis job. Like that was the only thing that could happen that would take him away from UK. And people talked about the only thing that could take DJ Wagner away from UK was potentially Kenny Payne getting hired, bringing Milt on staff, and that could change the dynamic. Like I, I don't buy. I understand that UK has been recruiting the kid for longer. They had a head start in all this, but we have seen time and time again that that doesn't really matter. When guys, get, if you, if it was a sell job that you had to do, I think Wagner was open to coming to Louisville. And again, I'm not going to hold Kenny Payne's feet to the fire here. I'm not going to say this is like the a total disaster if he doesn't get him. I'm saying if he doesn't get Wagner, you got to get you got to get a bunch of other guys. You got to get guys to make up for it. This 2023 class cannot be a bust. No. Or you know, like what are we doing here? Like, like this was we were told you're the recruiting guru. You're going to get players. That was what every basketball expert said. Like, I'm not sure if he can be a head coach. He's never coached a game before. Nobody can tell you that with any degree of certainty. But He's going to get you players. We know that. You've got to, in 2023, he's got to be a top 10 class. I agree with that. I mean, I don't know. I said top five before. I kind of. I I would give you top. I would would lean top 10 because, I mean, you can, if anything, you can argue well. It'd be top five if you didn't count this site being biased against us or something. I mean, you know how, when it comes to rankings, I mean, you never say a guy's a four star. He's either low four, high three, or low four, high five. I mean, no one's ever a definitive unless there's like a locked in guaranteed five star and those are few and far between anyway i mean you know that's that's everything's always you know eh, in the area so uh, uh, top 10 but it has to be top 10 i mean there's no if ands and buts about that i mean you have to be you have to have a good enough class that no matter what site is breaking you down they're putting you in the top 10 whether it's six seven eight maybe ten two three whatever you're in the top ten with no arguments. Now, the one thing that changes this for me, of course, it, then you got to make sure that top ten class actually is, in hindsight, top ten as well. Yeah, I mean, we, we had top ten class under Chris uh, Black. Yeah, that was I mean, not in hindsight a top ten class. But the one thing that like, the the addendum that I would put in here and say, scrap all this if, is that if this team this year like dramatically overachieves, like if they're like top twenty five good with this roster, then I'm like, okay, we Kenny Payne doesn't need five-star guys to be because you know the besides i think brandon huntley hatfield you don't have five-star players in this roster you got a couple of jucos He's and technically not even a five-star we've just said it, he would have been he would have yeah, been yeah, he exactly. was before he reclassified that's a yeah. good, fair point like this is a rot this kind of a, it's a motley crew of guys like it's not the type of roster that we were expecting to see but if he can make that roster into something that nobody nationally and most people locally don't think it can be then you stop being all that worried about recruiting you're like okay these dudes can just flat out coach let's go get some 
low tier four stars, we're going to be fine long term. But if it's if it's more of like an average season, if the team hovers around 500, they don't really flirt with making the NCAA tournament, and we're not getting players for the 2023 class, I think then you start to get a little bit concerned, especially if it's not Wagner leading that pack. But again, this is all stuff that we we got plenty of time to get there. We'll see how this all Can plays out. Can we say out. if this is this? We just hope this Motley crew makes us feel like Doctor Feelgood. I like that. You know, <laughs> he's the one you call Doctor Feelgood. He's the one gonna make you feel all right. <laughs> he's the one you call Doctor Feelgood. He's gonna be my freaking thing. Texas says, "Can we please do a KD to Boston update every day?" Seriously though, um, Durant. I mean, is that, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. talking about Kevin Durant. The Celtics are the new. Is that favorite. the newest rumor? Yeah, to land Durant apparently. Boy, you had you see how scared I was on Twitter. I, I was so much I tweeted it out about it, the, the, the Pacer trade rumor. No, I mean, you, listen. You Who know, are they going after that you were upset about? Russell Westbrook. Oh yeah, you don't like Russell Westbrook. He's a bum. He's been a bum for a decade and a half. I wouldn't want him on my team. I don't want nothing to do with him. I didn't want him ten years ago. I'm like Jake Taylor. Wish we had him three years ago. We did. <laughs> <laughs> we had him five years ago. Uh, I, yeah, and and I have been very adamant about I'm okay with trading Miles Turner because I mean I'm just want to get rid of Miles Turner. He's not a bum. He's a nice little role player, but he needs a new needs to be somewhere else. And that was the rumor. It was, was going to be Buddy Hield and, B- and Miles Turner for Westbrook and like I don't know, some crappy first round pick or a couple first round picks. Who goes NBA? NBA teams give away first round picks like it's nothing anyway nowadays. So, um, and and obviously what likely would happen is they would get Westbrook and then just buy him out and then cut him because nobody really wants him anyway. But it's like, if you're going to give him Miles Turner, give him at least something for him. Gonna be like two crappy first round picks that we won't ever probably use. Texas, if we don't get Wagner and end up with a class of AJ Johnson, Curtis Williams, Caleb Glenn, and a center, how do you feel? Feels like a meh. Um, Why did Johnson's the point guard that, that I think I know? This of. would be depending on who the center is. This would be four four star players. Johnson's the point guard. Caleb Glenn's a kid from Mail. Yeah, um, I know that. do you remember that one? Yeah. Curtis Williams is a uh, forward from Brother Rice. Who's Kind of like that in like the fifty to sixty five range. Cool the, name for a school, by the way. Yeah, in, in the rankings. Brother Rise. And in the center, I mean, if it's Bradshaw, then that's different than just like a, a four star guy who's ranked in like the seventies. It'd be a fine class. Johnson has a lot of flair. He's still a big name on the recruiting circuit. I think he's pretty good. I mean, do we need to bring a big man in that twenty three class desperately? I mean, we're gonna have big men coming back probably from this year's team. Yeah, it depends on how that all shakes out. That's true. Um. I mean, I'd still be more focused on wing players and guards than 23 still, if anything. Like, that class, I think, would be fringe top 10 with those four guys. It probably would be a top 10 class, depending on if you could add, like, a fifth guy that was just a, a whatever player in there. Yeah. But it's not – it wouldn't be the type – like, no five stars in his first full recruiting cycle is not what I think Louisville fans had in mind when Kenny Payne came here. I think most I think most Louisville fans would talk themselves into it, especially if this team is at least competent this year. But I think there would be a segment that would say, what's this? Like, like we thought we were getting all these five stars. That was the buzz. That was the word. I mean, where's Johnson ranked? I mean, uh, you don't know. This, but let's just say for bleeps and giggles. I want, he's, like, he's, like 30, he's like between 30 and 40. Overall or in point guards? Overall. See, I would like. I would, he's a four-star kid. Yeah, if he's a four-star and you start getting only three four-stars in UK smack, talking to smack team, if you're a little fan, you'd probably be like, oh, well, he's, he's a four-star, but he's a second-rated point guard in the class. Well, or, I mean, UK's class, we need to stop that right now because UK's class, even if they don't get DJ Wagner, is going to be loaded next. Like, they are loading up. Like, they're this is going to be like an old-school Cal class. So, like, we, I don't know so if it was. It makes, me, it makes more pleasure to me when they, they fold and don't win a tournament. Yeah, with it. I don't know if Kenny Payne, like, fueled him. TK takedown. Uh, I don't know if Kenny Payne like fueled this, but he's kind of he's definitely back on the recruiting trail. So 
Well, it was Orlando and Tiggy. We finally got him back. Yeah. He's like, are you happy, Orlando? You just learned that you know that you it's you learned you can't spot. you can't do it your own self. You had to come join your your, your coattail guy, and yeah, and that that's that's a knock it until you go for the Louisville, Louisville jab you throw at us on the promo from KRC. Antigua takedown. Antigua takedown. Right the knees. Uh, <laughs> Tex says, the thing that gets me is UK would have the top two guards in the 2023 class, which would make me sick. It would be annoying to have, because when Dillingham committed there, the response from, I think, both sides was, well, if we're getting Rob Dillingham, we're not getting DJ Wagner. He's not going to commit here if the, 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 the only guard that's ranked higher than him in this class is also going to go there. If they still get both, that's, yeah, I mean, it, it, it would definitely hurt. Because, I mean, weren't the Harrison twins the top guards when they came out? Yeah, but this and they di- sucked. But the, uh, twins going to the same school <laughs> is different than two kids that are playing the same position and potentially fighting for playing time or no. Fighting I mean, for I mean just getting the top. They were the, getting the top two guards doesn't guarantee anything. I'm just saying because they were right. But again, that's a unique situation where no. you've got two twins going to the same place. It's not like most times twins go to the same school. Like this would be, it would. You would think if you're DJ Wagner, you're not going to go to the same school that has the the guard that's ranked right behind you in the rankings, but that would be the case if UK gets it. Um, Texas says, someone called the Humane Society. Someone is torturing a ferret while singing Motley Crue. I can't handle Motley Crue. Come on, man. Texas says, 70-30 UK is exactly what I landed on in my mind, too. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't want to say it, but it's kind of just what I think right now. Sorry, you're negative Nancy. I'm, I'm not negative Nancy. I'm positive PD over here. That's never been the dynamic of the show before. <laughs> Very rarely. I'm always positive Pete over here. Texas, the 2022 season with the player development test and 2023 class could make or break KP here at Louisville. The good thing, and I feel like, again, this it sounds like you're moving the goalpost back, and maybe it is a little bit, but it also sounds like kind of the way we talked about the 2023 class two months ago. Like Louisville has a lot of buzz with the 2024 class the jamari phillips kid seems to be in pretty good with louisville they're in on a lot of the other top 10 prospects the i don't nothing but i'm not i don't think that far ahead but yeah but it's going to be a difficult sell to say hey just wait till year three of the kp air for us to maybe be good like that's <sighs> it's louisville like this is not what we were sold this is you, know, you have you get one year to maybe get your feet wet a little bit and kind of you know find out what it takes to be a head coach and deal with the the heirs of the past administration, however you want to say it. Like, we'll give you a reprieve for that one year to an extent. And then year two, we may not expect a national title or a Final Four, but we're expecting to be back in the national conversation. Well, like, you at least definitely want to be taking steps forward. I mean, exactly. You, not, and, and just obviously, I mean, it's, I know it sounds like I'm Captain Obvious over here. Never put the connection together. Oh, thanks. Uh, you just don't want to take steps backwards. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm, I'm with you there. Texas, Trevor. Um, yes. The twins were part of two Final Fours and a runner-up. I think they turned out okay. That they sucked. And one of them cost you a national title and an undefeated season. So you know. Texas Jody Demley was saying that AJ might be jumping up to the number six or seven overall player in America, and some national guys are saying he should replace DJ as number one overall. Like I, I like his game. Like people talk about him. He's definitely flashy. He definitely has a lot Who's of. Who's this? AJ Johnson, the point oh, okay. guard in the 2023 20, uh, class. Yeah, I've heard his, that, that's the name I actually do know because I just saw, I think I read a recruiting thing about him one time. I hope he makes that jump. I mean, I, I love his game. He's he's currently, let me see, he's number he's a big point guard, right? 6'5. He yeah. is uh, number 27 on Rivals. Hey, he's a California kid. Pierce, make something happen. Send Sad out there to recruit for the California kid in basketball. Do you see, by the way, I saw people talking about Penn State just lost their quarterback for the 2023 class. And their offensive coordinator just started following Pierce Clarkson on Twitter. And all the Penn State fans are like, ooh, go away. 
Take our president and get First out of here. First of all, he's not going he's not going to well, do that. He's going to look at Penn State and go, "Why would I waste my time there?" I mean, obviously it was just a, a waste of a time for Will Levis to go there. I mean, hey. you clearly clearly you're going to be better if you leave, if you don't go to Penn State and you go back to the state of Kentucky. Well done. Well I mean, done. Franklin's got to be looking at Levis and be like, "Really?" I hate you. He's got I, got, I got. I feel like he's going to Sean Clifford's house now and like leaving bags of poop to light him on fire on his front porch for like convincing him to stay with Sean Clifford and letting Levis go. Texas says, while watching the World Track and Field Championships this the last week, I just kept thinking of Trevor every time a pole vaulter came up. <laughs> New men's world record was set last night. The worst thing you could watch and think about me. The amount of people who sent me that slow motion video from a couple weeks ago. I got it? tagged on it by numerous I people. I mean, every yeah. time, like, all anybody could think of, and I'm. In this boat as well. When they see pole vaulting now, is you, is you, uh, thinking that you can do that? I don't think I know. I, I mean, I'm not saying. Okay, again, I, I'm not guaranteeing I'm getting over the pole. My point was I can at least attempt it. Anybody can attempt it. Well, you didn't think I could even accomplish an attempt. Well, I don't. I, I don't. And there's. <laughs> I don't think you could. I don't, and don't get you, me wrong. I have you. Have, there's every, you have every reason to believe that. I don't think you could complete what would be characterized as an official attempt. Like, no, I, is I there don't. a way to get injured just going running with the ball to the yes. ball? Yes. I, mean, I think you would I'm get horribly injured. Myself. <laughs> I think this would go horribly, horribly wrong for you if you made a legitimate attempt at it. Yes, I do. I don't. I don't think it would go well. I don't know how you like. Impaled your own left arm and like, three people in the crowd are injured and <laughs> the image just haunts me. I just I, I can't stop thinking about it. Um, Texas says, "Karsty Trevor entered the chat. Chat. Nobody here requested banana boy praise." Say what? I have no idea what that means. <laughs> I did text. I did get uh, a little elebriated on Friday again. A little what? Elebriated. Elebriated. Is that the right word? No. I was trying to find a nice, what's the nice word for saying stoned? Well, inebriated. Oh, <laughs> my bad. Inebriated. <laughs> Put it on the calendar. Jenna, write it down. Sounds like a like an unwelcome sexual act. Inebriation. <laughs> I, I, I had too much to drink, and next thing I know, I was inebriated. Uh, Good God. <laughs> what's it? Oh, yeah. So I was listening to the Friday show. And I still like um, I still send in text messages like so they would read on Monday morning. Maybe that's what he's referring to. I like that you do that and that you very rarely listen to the show to hear what they say. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm always still like I'm always a day behind. Though. Do you listen today? No, but I will tonight probably. There you go. Um, so I'm so far behind. But yeah, they were. Well, what irritated me on the text line I sent them is like they were talking about like they got like a 20 minute rant about what they're gonna buy when they win our lottery pool, and TJ's like, oh, I can't wait. Say next is gonna be like the. The powerhouse high school and then Louisville. I'm like, well, first of all, kind of already are. slow your roll. Wagner's going to be up there too. I mean, you don't think I'm going to let Wagner play? Like, you're going to get to Wagner. It's going to look like Richie Rich over here. You need to get like, that, the Caden Magwood kid who just went to Oak Hill I'm, from West. I'm, I'm buying, bringing him back to the I'm city. I'm just buying Oak Hill and moving it to South Hubbard's Lane. Like Steve Smith and everything is coming. But sorry, Brian O'Neill. I'll keep you on somewhere. But uh, yeah, I'm done. And then they kept talking and, and TJ dropped it. Somebody he has, he owns a jet ski now. He did us? Yeah, apparently so. Why? Well, that, that's not what my first reaction was. Jet skiing in the Ohio? I mean, jet skis would be cool. I've, have you ever been on a jet ski? Yes. I never have. I, Trevor tries to get me a jet ski. They're fun. I would love to do that. I'd end up like hitched probably some way, but I would still want to do it. And he's talking about a jet ski, and Roush is talking about having a pool. And 
I know that, you know, Scoots has got box springs now. And I'm thinking, like, did they yeah. win the lottery and not tell me? They're glowing up. Like, are, there, are they like, secretly buying all this stuff because they won some kind of pool and I'm not aware of it? Probably. I mean, I, I need to know. <laughs> like, what, what am I going to buy? Like, like, how much would it cost to put one of those, like, walking escalators around, from my house around St. Matthews? Yeah. Like where I could just stand there and like go go places and get stuff. Will Levis is apparently a banana boy. That's what they the guy was criticizing you for saying. Kersey Trevor came back because you're praising the UK quarterback. Oh, oh, I got you. Okay, I wasn't praising him that much, but okay. Texas Trevor is right. The Olsen twins sucked at UK. They were soft as pillows. <laughs> the Olsen twins. Texas TK went down the pigeonhole, got alleviated, and started tweeting all the madness of his methods. <laughs> well done. Uh, I don't see what's wrong with that sentence at all. Uh, Texas says, you know how long I've been saying a Libra? I have been saying it wrong this entire time. Yeah, if you ha- if that's what you've been saying, yes. Uh, I mean, that does explain a few looks I've gotten in past, but I mean, I never knew that. I feel like most people in your real life just kind of like, they're like, it's Trevor, just go with it. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> like, Texas says, did like I, Manny Ramirez. <laughs> did I miss the DJ after the day? You did. You have to find it on podcast. Wherever you can find your podcast, search 1450 Big X and you'll find it. We'll take a break. We'll come back. I want Trevor to shed some light on this Vince McMahon situation. Uh-oh. we got a little Lamar Jackson talk, and we'll pay our tributes to the Choco Taco. All that coming your way here on the final segment of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1 The Big Final segment here of the Monday edition of the Mike Brothers Show. Our apologies for the late start. We'll be better. What's the theme? I forgot about the theme. The songs you won't pay attention to. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. That's a good my laziest theme ever. (laughs) Every day. Um I mean you haven't paid attention to any of the songs. Um this is an awesome killer queen. Okay, you remember Killer Queen? You do, yeah. do you know this song? I don't. You don't. You know, Bad Company by who? By Bad Company. Oh, I don't. I don't know the song. You don't know who Bad Company is? No. Really? No. I'm actually kind of surprised at that. Yeah, I don't. I mean, you know who Paul Rogers is, right? U of L, yeah. No, at least they're your Bad Company. No, <laughs> it's also the same. It's also the same name, Paul Rogers. Um, Bad Company's awesome. One of my favorite bands. I mean, Shooting Star. I mean. Okay. Don't know. Wow. Sheltered child, you lived. Yeah, sorry. Uh, you had, we had one with that. And we also had um, the monkeys. People say we monkey around. Yeah. Hey, and then, with and, the monkeys. And then we had the one before this was. Uh, so these are songs with the band's title in them. There you there go. go. It's okay. the, the name of the song is also the name of the band. Gotcha. Bad Company, Bad Company. The monkeys, the monkeys. Killer Queen, Queen. Uh, the other one was Big Country, in a big country. So what were these two you had to scratch? We had to scratch Cool in the Gang, Cool in the Gang. Okay. And Stray Cats, Stray Cats, Stray Cats, Strut, okay. Yeah. 
I like that. They that's that's been, a good theme. I like that. I thought I thought it was I thought it was interesting. I stretched a little bit, I think, with Killer Queen not being because I wanted to do just like big country, big country, bad company, bad company. And then I had other team songs in mind. I was like, okay, yeah, Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath. But that's a little maybe too dark. You know, maybe I was, you know, I tried to be poppy a little more. Yeah, I'm with you. There's there's some other band. I know some people are going to be like, oh, this and that or that and that. Yeah, I'm trying to keep a, you know, a a, a, a feel going. What's the word I'm looking for? A um, What's what's the word of an atmosphere I'm looking for? What's the vibe? Not a vibe. The, the fancier word. A Accoutrement. Yeah, there we go. I'm looking for that, like that kind of feeling. Yeah, that's extra stuff added on. Okay. That's not what the word means, right? Yeah, not right. It's, it's <laughs> you're good. I get what you're going for. You're good. All right, I want you to talk. You said that I, you said that I poo pooed all over this on Friday. Oh, you poo pooed so much all over. Well, this. I want you to talk about it now because it's a big deal. Vince McMahon no, stepping down, giving up control of WWE. Uh, Triple H is taking over. You have like, that you, was the, he's uh, head of creation that was head announced of today. Yes. So you have been you've been off the WWE bandwagon for a while now. You're all AEW, you like the Japanese wrestling. You I just, watch New Japan. I watch Ring of Honor. Yeah. And WWE, the ratings are down. The attendance is down. It seems like they've taken a, they've been backsliding for a while now. How much does this change? Because it is like a significant landscape change like as for all of us. Vince McMahon has been the dude with WWE, yeah. WWE I mean, our entire lives. He's been the, the, the head of WWE since he, he took it over from his father in 1982. So, I mean, it's been, yeah, you're looking my at- My whole life. My, I mean, and for the most part, my whole yeah. life. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say the, the ratings and attendance were dipping. They actually have done well over the last few months, though. They have improved. Uh, the ratings pretty much plateaued more than anything, which is about the million and a half, roughly, they do. But attendance actually has done well over recently, last okay. few months. So that has kind of resurfaced. I don't know why, because the, the product hasn't been any better. Um, and I did fade away from W, not because of the wrestlers. I, I think they still have some of the best wrestling wrestlers in the world. Um, not all the time they don't use them, but... But mainly because Vince McMahon, who was in charge of creative, was just—I mean, you think I'm space-headed? I mean, he would just—he would just—I mean, stories of him ripping up the an entire show script an hour before the show, mm. you know, just changing things last minute, you know, wanting to do this or that because he completely forgot these same two guys have wrestled night six straight weeks in a row now on Raw, you know, just 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 really, and the and one of the more important things, and I know I've watched Friday SmackDown for a little bit too, was the announcers. Like, I mean, Michael, poor Michael Cole and, and Graves and those guys who are denouncing. I mean, you hate Michael Cole. Con, well, I don't hate Cole. I hate the fact that he has to just regurgitate everything Vince is screaming in his ear. Oh, you hate him. I mean, and you saw some changes right away on Friday. Like, he actually called them fans. He, I haven't heard I haven't heard the word WB fans in 10 years. Why weren't you allowed to say fans? That's Vince has no, no words. Why? I, he, it's like Augusta he, National. Nobody. Yeah. I, you, no one. It's just as Vince is. You can't use the word belt. You can't use the word fan. You can't use the word hospital. You can't use, I mean, there's certain words like you can, the word wrestling. Of all things, the word wrestling is banned. They're not wrestlers. They're superstars. Mm. I mean, it's just, yeah, you asked me why, and I can't tell you a legitimate reason other than Vince McMahon is insane. Okay. He's like a wrestling prince. Not, you know, not like royalty, like the guy prince who was just insane as well before he passed. Um, but yeah, this stepping down, I don't know. I mean, you, you poo-pooed on it. I didn't hate you for pooping on it, despite how big of news it is, because it's a huge deal. It is, but I, I wonder if it's permanent. Um, he still owns the majority of the shares. Um, if I think if we see if it happens, like for example, this is all done because of the hush money stuff that the 
Washington Journal article was put out a couple weeks ago, and obviously all the news that he supposedly had some hush issues with affairs with employees. Mm. Um, this what this is why he's stepping down. If this blows over within six months to a year, don't be shocked if he's not back. My buddy said his, he, he'll his just big step right is, back in. My buddy said he'll make a appearance at WrestleMania and it'll be like the biggest pop ever. He's like, that's my prediction. Oh, he's still getting pops see. when he's yeah. still. I mean, even when he was being accused of this stuff, he was showing up on SmackDown like nothing and is still getting excited. I mean, listen, the, the ones who still go to WWE daily and regularly and watch regularly, they're they don't care how bad the product can be. They don't care what Vince does. They are loyal and loyal to uh, no fault. I mean, they've got about a million and a half people who are going to just cheer no matter what. I mean, they could have Cena go out there and just drop a big deuce in the middle of the ring. They're going to be like, you deserve it. <laughs> I mean, just, <laughs> they don't They don't care. They're, they're going to eat it up no matter what. Okay. And I guess that's okay. I mean, they're, they're so, okay with that, I guess. Are you willing now with WWE going in a different direction, with, potentially, with, with Triple H? Uh, are you willing to give it? The benefit of the doubt. Are you going to jump back on board and just see how this feels for a little bit? I'm probably going to flip it on a little more. Okay. I'm, okay. I'd be curious to see how the booking is done. I mean, it'd be nice to maybe watch a, a episode of Raw where it's not like 17 straight DQs or run-ins that no match-ins clean. Annoying. Very annoying. Yeah, I mean, listen. I can see that. I mean, yeah, if somebody's a fan, watch this great 20-minute match, and then it ends because some guy runs in because they don't want to pick a winner. I mean, it's just, just, just it gets on my nerves. like watching the All-Star game and in a tie. Oh, wait, that happened. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Rob Manfield takedown. <laughs> I just, uh, yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to watch an item. I'm curious to see how the announcing goes. I'm curious to see what they do with the booking. And I mean, Vince has had this, you know, a thing where if you're not six, two and, you know, chiseled and good looking, you know, you're not going to get any pushes with us. And that's what led to a lot of AW, you know, guys, you know, going there and, you know, their news now, Jonathan Gresham, who I love, who's part of Ring of Honor, supposedly quit AW over the weekend. He was very oh, upset. No. Oh. I mean, and and I look at that and I go, the guy's like five. I mean, he's awesome in the ring, but he's like five foot five. I mean, he's tiny. It's kind of funny to watch, but he's just so great in the ring. Like, if Vince is gone, and maybe he has a chance to go to WB, because otherwise he wouldn't have any reason to go there. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be, I'm, I don't know this how much. It might be interesting. It could be interesting, be interesting, but then again, it's also Vince. I wouldn't be shocked if Vince is away from the spotlight, but still pulling the strings. There you go. In some ways, there's the Trevor Kelsey take right there. Now if they get well sold, and, and they are up for sale. If they get sold, and that's a whole you know that's a horse of a different color, sure. and we'll see what happens. Would you then. like to run WWE? Could we do? That's the new thing. The Big X is going to buy. We're going to have the the zoo train with the, the money they have sign, behind the production, and we're running yes. WWE. Oh yeah, I could run WWE. I'd, I'd go with it. some storylines. I mean, it's not, it, it, I, even if I'm just running the basic 1980 wrestling plot lines, it still works. By the way, Troy's throwing out the first pitch of the bass game on Wednesday. Why the hell are we not getting him? Okay, we're invited to the thing. It's my. Like, he's like, by the way, you you got I didn't even get invited. Well, Troy just invited me because I was in here earlier when you were fixing the thing. Oh yeah, but where was I? I was just trying to get us on the free. But I've air. got. It's my mom's birthday. We're going to dinner oh, okay. after the show. That would be a birthday gift to such your son out in the, on the field. He's, he's like, get, he's like, you know, buy her a hot dog at the bass day. I'm like, no, oh, it's probably not gonna. Okay, you're getting kickball invites. Troy's getting first pitch invites. Why am I getting the sloth treatment over here? You're running WWE. That's next up. Well, I mean, you, are you going to give him at least OVW maybe? We can try. We, we at least have ties to OVW. You start working on that. I mean, they I'm, tried to get me to do something a while back. I was like, I'd, eh. be, I'd be probably intimidated dealing with Al Snow because I think Al Snow's a very, very you love intelligent Al Snow. guy. Yeah, yeah, I think he is. I mean, 
He's been around for a long time. He's he's worked and dealt worked with a lot of guys, men and women in this business who know a lot more about wrestling than I ever will. Doesn't say alleviated. He doesn't. Now we he's ta- got head. We talked about something <laughs> that that was near and dear to your heart. We've talked about something that's near and dear to my heart. The Choco Taco is dead. Choco Taco. I love Choco Tacos. Klondike is confirmed. They're no longer making them. Oh, I thought this was a Taco Bell thing. No, 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 no. The Choco oh, that you would get in like an ice cream trucks or yes. gas stations always have them. The little little ice cream containers. This what baffled me when I I'm saw I'm a Choco your- Taco yeah. guy. Okay. And now uh, yeah. they're they're dead. I once dead? tweeted in, almost exactly ten years ago that my last meal. If I were ever put on death row, it would be like eleven Choco Tacos. Why no? Why eleven? By the who way, who would have thought that I would survive? <laughs> I would outlive Choco Tacos. I mean, and now if you ever get put on death row, I mean, they can't find a Choco Taco. They can't execute you, right? I don't know if that's how it works. Like but. if I were on death row, I'd ask for like a McRib and a, shame, a Shamrock Shake at the same time. Would that be your last meal, legitimately? Well, because you, they're never available at the same time. What would be your last meal? Uh, you can't. Good luck. Would you ask for fast food? <laughs> No, I would. Would your mom have to come in and grill you a steak? <laughs> well, I mean, no, I want a, I want a good one. <laughs> <laughs> you said you had a great steak last week. I did. It was the best steak I've ever had. And a homemade steak it was, but it only took like 42 years. And God knows how many attempts to get there. Oh, come on. Um, no, I mean, I don't, that's a good question, man. I Off the top of my head, and I have right to change this. Okay. Um, it would definitely include, it would be a surf and turf type thing. I would definitely want lobster, steak shrimp um all of it are these are there ores in here or is this just this is a list no i want a list i'm fine with that if my if if i can somehow tip over a heart attack on the walk to the mission to the chair i would like that would be great like a big f you to the system like you thought you're gonna execute me no i killed myself eating all the food you let me have for (laughs) free honestly that's not (laughs) not the worst idea you've ever had that's a big f you to the system i mean seriously come on I mean, I want everything. I want, I want, I like, I want desserts in there. I want like you know a dozen different kinds of ice cream. I mean, they can't. T- is there a limit to your last meal? Good question. I'm not sure. I mean, is there? Is there? Do they get to a point finally? They're like, you can't order anymore. Fifteen courses. I mean, you're going to. You're going. My to last meal is going to take sixteen years. Yeah, you're sticking poison in my veins to kill me. I deserve, I think, as much as I want. Like, I want cigarette breaks in between too. Like I want to, be, <laughs> I want my last meal to last like a week. <laughs> Anyways, RIP to the Choco Taco. Pour one out tonight for did, uh, our friends over at Klondike. Did they used to sell those at Taco Bell, right? Uh, I don't know. I thought they did because when I saw that picture you posted, I thought it was a Taco Bell Choco Taco. No, I didn't even think about it being. You know, it's been sad with Klondike bar. Those things are good. They're good. They got mint chocolate chip Klondike bibers too now. Texture says, I know we're up against the end of the show. Do you think Wayne Tinkle will get another extension of Oregon State upsets Duke in the first round of the PK-85? <laughs> they put out the brackets for that, which is going to be two unreal tournaments again. Thanksgiving week is going to be loaded because we got, we're in Maui. We'll be getting ready for the UK football game. The college basketball tournaments this year because they have the two PK, the PK Invitational and the PK Legacy are unreal. And then we have the World Cup going at the same time. Like It's going to be just sports overload. And this is why the World Cup needs to be in the summer because we'd be talking about that, that right now, as, as opposed to like the Choco Taco and WWE. Right, well, we don't. We'd still talk about those two. Probably. We come on. Um, I would love to be talking about the World Cup right now. We got nothing really. Do we? Texas says, Mike. I'm assuming this is about me not knowing bad company. Shame, shame, shame. You must atone. Sorry. I'm a little surprised you didn't. You've never, I, I'm sorry. I don't know. You just did. You, you have no song. You know, Shooting Star. 
Johnny was a schoolboy when he heard his first Beatles song. Yeah, I know that song. Love me ten to think it wasn't. From there, it didn't take him long. If you asked me who sung it, I, I would have had no idea. That's Bad Company. That's their more popular album, which is Shooting Star. Yeah. Texas, when I hear Sonoris Perry, I'll always think about him being our only offense against Southern Miss in the monsoon. That was 100% true. Was we, that him gliding through the field? He scored the game when he touched it. We ran it on like third and 12 from like the 20 yard line, the red zone. That was the game when he touched it. That's all we could do was hand him the ball. I remember the most thing I remember about that game is the, the giant puddles you can see forming yeah. on their field. And the fact that that game was on ESPN like stream only. Yeah. And the signal, I had to watch it on my iPad. Anastasia Saunders. And it just kept going in and out and it kept freezing. And it was just, oh, it was such a. Like, the watching experience was almost as bad as, I think, having to play in that crap. My was. little sister's wedding night. That was, yeah, that was, that was how I was viewing the game. Technically, I think Sonoris was the one who ran all over the, 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 all over the field in the flooded field. Yes, that's exactly right. Okay. Texas says, I think the fine employees of Spinelli circa 2010 would disagree that Trevor is a kind person. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Love you, TK. Oh, whatever. Those dudes are way too stoned to even care what I had to say. Texas says they pulled them off the road the last day of Peach Jam. <laughs> LOL. Nothing going on now. They literally pulled them off for one day. Yeah, the Kansas thing. Texas, the media controls the narratives, and the media loves Bill Self. They absolutely love Bill Self. Playing craps with them in the summer. I mean, those boys, they love Bill Self. Texas, if the postseason ban thing comes true, what happens to Louisville since we've cleaned house? Since the NCAA doesn't want to hurt players who didn't do anything wrong, could they just give us a hefty fine? I mean, that's the million-dollar question. I don't. It'll be more than just a fine, but... If they don't want to, if they want to do what they're saying they want to do, which is not punish kids that weren't involved in any of this, Louisville won't get a postseason ban. But they can also say Louisville's case is unique because these things took place while they were already on probation, and like you can't just let that slide. It's why nobody has any idea what the hell they're going to do with U of L, and no. it's a bad spot to be in. And we've been here for five bleeping years, which is the worst punishment of all. I'll be the millionth person to say that. We didn't even get a last meal. Texture says, uh, "Sorry, I just want to put. Hold on." You got to read it first. Yeah, we, it's the Lamar Jackson stuff. We, we didn't get a chance to get into that. We'll get into that tomorrow. Um, Texas with a song taken out called Goodbye, Goodbye. No. No, that was on Friday. Oh, no. He's, uh, no, the song Goodbye, Goodbye. No, that was uh, Oingo Boingo. That was not. That's taken out of some releases of the movie because I told you that, you remember, there was licensing problems yeah. when they went from D. That was taken out along with American Girl and another song on some DVD releases. Gotcha. But we're talking about the scene when. Uh, Mark and Stacy look at each other from across right. the food court near the end. Yeah. All right, we got to get out of here, but exciting news for tomorrow. We're going to have Damian Lee on the show. World champion, Damian Lee. In studio? He, well, we're trying to work that out. He's either going to be on the phone for like the last hour or we're going to try to get him in studio. Uh, we're going to see. He wants. Because we never had any good, cele- we never had celebrities in studio when I'm here. We don't. You, typically, it, it happens when you're gone, but. Uh, I never took that too personal. He wants to come on the show for, he wants to do like the full hour after he can, he can come on at 4.30 and wants to stay on for the rest of the show. Uh, and I've gone with Damien before. He's, he's good. It's fun. We'll, we'll have a good time. We're gonna tr- I'm going to try to see if he can come in, but if not, we'll have to do it over the phone and we'll you have think to figure would, out if the phones can work. Do you think I would embarrass you if we had Damien Leon? No. Like, what, is it embarrassing if I asked him if he can, we, we, can he bring in his, his uh, we got your back ring? Ah. Oh. I don't know if I'm going to ask him that. And if he does, can I have it? We can bring up the ring. If he doesn't want it, can I? Can he, would he embarrass him if I asked him if I could stab the ring? Can you just, yeah. You, since you have a world championship ring yeah. coming, can I, I stab mean, this can one? Can I have one of your like, secondary rings? Just give me that one. <laughs> so we'll do that tomorrow. TK will embarrass us, and he'll never come on again. So look forward to that. I think we'll have Nick Curran on at 4.15 as well. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So yeah. we got, we're going to have that until the 3 Star o'clock hour. Episode. Wow. Loaded. We're going to load everything, all our nonsense, into 3 o'clock. And... Here's hoping the show works tomorrow. That'd be great. <laughs> Gosh, your fingers and. 
Maybe we should cross toes, too. Yeah, man. Everyone have a fantastic <laughs> Monday. We'll see you tomorrow with uh, Damian Lee and Nick Kern. Should be a fun time. We'll start it right here at 3 o'clock on 1450 yeah. The Big X. <laughs>